What's up, veteran gamers? Andy here. Hey, I'm breaking in here before the show starts to, um, we brought in Keith to talk about Tau. We ended up talking for a little over three and a half hours. So we decided to break this show up into two separate shows, um, just so you don't have to sit through three and a half hours of Tau talk. We get a little drunk, we get a little crazy. It takes the time to go by, but if you're listening to the show, that's what you've come to listen for. Uh, we decided to break that up into two separate episodes. So, um, Go ahead and be on the lookout for that. Another thing, too, is um, I'm going to make the correction up front. Um, during the Adepticon, uh, we said Tony Grappando that DQ'd himself um, at the Adepticon. And that was not true. We correct ourselves actually later in the episode, which will release in the second episode next week. Uh, but it was actually Andrew Gagne. So we didn't want to pile on on top of you know the stuff surrounding that. So we made that correction. I figured I'd make the correction up front. But uh, go ahead and enjoy the show. Gamer re-enlisted. Episode 34. One story about black dildos. Veteran gamers, we are back with another edition of the show that drinks beer, rolls dice, and... Talk shit. Thank you very much. I'm your host, Andy. Dude, I'm still fucking groggy, dude. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Little baby just woke up when he's a baba. So. If it's baba, well, it's kind of short of do, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Ray. <laughs> You're not introduced. He's, you can't talk he's to He's already got a dick in his mouth and we just Shut started. <laughs> I am, of course, your host, Andy, and I'm always, again, always joined by my best friend, Ray. Yeah, I'm still here. And you're still here. <laughs> He's barely here right now. He's barely here. Um, but we are joined by another guest today. Um, good friend of the show, um, our good friend Keith. How's it going, motherfuckers? Yeah, there we go. It's a good way to start. <laughs> He's a tough guy. Oh, yeah. He's going to be a so tough guy. He's going to be a tough guy. I am so He's hard. My the, nipples the cool are so guy. hard right now. He's a tough guy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, uh, we brought Keith on because uh, he wanted to let us know, yeah, we got a problem, Ray. <laughs> what? We got a problem. All Is the guys it... on our team get shit wrong. Well, yeah, that's why they never, well, they never play, so. <laughs> Josh gets everything, got wrong, everything wrong about chaos. Apparently, Alex got everything wrong. Oh, my God. About Tau. So we brought Keith. Keithan and I apparently got everything wrong about Tyranids because now they win. <laughs> but I was getting it right because the whole time I was telling you you're wrong, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, they're still broken. They're still wrong. They're still wrong. But uh, I will go into that later. Um, but uh, we brought Keith in uh, to tell us a little bit about mainly how t- how um, Alex got it wrong. <laughs> That's you. I mean, like he said he's going to bring beer, and they said, and I want to say how bad Alex got everything wrong. I'm like, you're in. Yeah, <laughs> you're in. 
Well, I love I, you, Alex, I, but seriously, man, <laughs> I was cringing the entire way through. <laughs> well, it's funny is we were. I think, I think from... most people cringe while they listen to the podcast, our podcast, all the time. <laughs> well, Nick Hill was like, he was in the mid, he was mid, middle of listening to the show, and he's like sending us Facebook messages. He's getting it wrong. Yeah. It's all wrong. Yeah. It's yeah. all I was, wrong. I was getting the same thing from Keith there in Messenger. <laughs> Jesus, I'm at work. All right, come on. Fuck, driving a big old truck. I can't get distracted by this shit. I'm supposed to not be looking at this phone right now, but the chip in my head is telling me to look at my phone. So, but Keith, go ahead and give us just a little bit about yourself, um, who you are, your kind of your journey in 40k, and and, and what kind know, of what got you started. A little ASL. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, I started back in the the, the very beginning of sixth edition, uh, shortly before. Tau got their sixth edition codex, and my friend who was into it at the time told me if you want to do ranged stuff, then Tau is what you should do. So I hopped right on it, um, started buying some crisis suits, and then it was enjoying my time learning in a in a small retail shop down in in San Diego. San if Diego. If you want to learn to take long dicks, Tau is the way to go. Oh yeah. God, yeah. that's how that's <laughs> how they control <laughs> their dildo their launchers, suits. man. Oh, <laughs> that's why he was into it. Yeah, oh, I was so know. excited. Yeah. I was so excited. So um, I didn't really start getting competitive until 7th edition, um, right when, you know, just before Riptide Ween started coming out and all that stuff. So I, I was still playing, still playing Tau, like nobody's business. And uh, then I met Ray at Broadside Bash, my first time there, and he raffle stomped me. <laughs> he specializes in killing uh, Tau. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he specializes in that. He, like, oh, yeah. relishes it. Yeah, oh. that's that's my uh, calling card. Um, people call me to exterminate their towel for them and it's done in expedient <laughs> and clean non-smelling way yeah <laughs> but i'll tell you what that tournament was was eye-opening for me because at the at like towel still is or at least it was back then they're they're a bully list you play against somebody who's not competitively mind minded and you're going to win and at my local store nobody was competitively minded so i was doing really well until i went to that first broadside bash and <laughs> like oh this is this is lesson. this is what it is when people actually know what my army does yeah. and I can't do it to them. <laughs> but I was hooked. You know, I had a lot of fun. That was that was actually a fun game because it was really fun. Bro- that broadside what was it like two three years ago? Yeah, is when like I like decided like oh I'm gonna do this because this is gonna be my hobby now. I'm an old fat guy, old short fat guy. <laughs> so this is what I'm gonna do on my spare time. So then I started taking tournaments seriously, and then that that was like my first event. Like from there on, I was you know. His history to now, and I remember that game. Uh, you had a flame tide, I like baited it into just what you did exactly what I wanted you to do. <laughs> I killed it, and then I had like riptides charging you and killing <laughs> stuff. And like your face, like, wait, what you're charging me? Like, yeah, I got three up in it's fine. He like, did just enough wounds, yeah. and then I failed the morale, and he ran me down. <laughs> yeah, tell tell only wins combat against tell. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty much i mean it, it's much. who has the biggest fucking dick fight and if you're out there saying like what ray had tell i had a riptide wing that's not it's not tell everyone had riptide wing though to be Every, everybody had riptide wing i saw a chaos list. everybody and their grandma had a riptide wing I mean, you go to grandma's house chaos list had a fucking riptide wing you, you go to grandma's house and grandma has a fucking riptide wing on her little fucking sewing table off to the side like what are you doing grandma come on and pictures of her on the riptide wing like little children yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Remember when they were so cute and good? <laughs> yeah, but I, that was definitely cool. I don't. You say Raffles not, but I think it was still a close game. It was pretty close. It was I, just eye opening because I, I do remember like, like being like, 
I specialize in killing Tau, but you had some Eldar, but you were more Tau than Eldar. Yes. Right? Yes. And then I was more Eldar than Tau because yes. I only had the Riptide Wing. Yes. So, yeah. Scat bikes were really, really fucking good. Yeah, Scat really bikes good. were really fucking good. <laughs> so, but I was hooked and I started journeying more in, into um, the tournament life. And then 8th edition came around and Dark, I picked up Dark Eldar back in 6th edition, but they were hot garbage, anything competitively. So I just left them on the shelf. 8th edition started. I tried to make something of it, but fuck, D6 variable damage. Dark Lances, I mean, at the time, the double Primarch, Demon Primarch list was the shit. And that was kind of the theme you needed to be prepared for. And I could pack that list with 13 Dark Lances going first, and I still was not really killing Magnus reliably. And that was a very... <laughs> hard thing to swallow yeah back so, back at the beginning of of eighth edition that was your like checkpoint on making lists like can you kill magnus in one turn no okay he need to redo your list yeah now it's it's much different because nobody brings magnus and he's a chump anyways but and we'll touch on this later you should still be prepared to kill something that's t7 in one turn you know fire raptors are still a problem and they're t7 so anyways that's right. beside the point so um I tried Dark Eldar, didn't work. Started bringing a little bit more Inari, a little bit more Eldar, and went to SoCal Open with like came, a fifty-fifty list. Came to a to a good a good army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was at fifty-fifty. I was really trying to make Dark Eldar work, but Nick Hill, my teammate, he's like, you know what, man? There's no point. You're you're not definitely not gunning for top Dark Eldar in 2017. So just make the switch to Eldar, and it did really well for me. Ended up going 21st at LVO. Um, outscoring anybody else in san diego <laughs> just just gonna put that out there <laughs> just gonna put that out there <laughs> Yo, fuck you guys <laughs> and then and then i meandered my way up here last month and took first place at alex's tournament mm -hmm. uh-huh yeah even beating ray you didn't beat me oh i beat you in points you beat me in ranking but you didn't beat me <laughs> <laughs> i didn't lose that day you didn't lose but you can kill gilliman <laughs> Okay, when the fucker <laughs> keeps making... What, he has a 3-up invo, right? Yes. All right. And when he has one fucking wound, and you shoot fucking... How many Dark Reapers do I have in that list? Like 14 or 13 Dark Reapers at it. And he just makes all the saves. There's nothing you can fucking do. I just hear excuses. That's all I hear. And then, on top of that... <laughs> I just hear excuses. <laughs> he fails one save, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to use CP to re-roll it. Do I get it back? Yes. I made the save. Well, fuck me. So in the shooting phase, do it again. Exact same results. CP, do I get it back? Yep. Makes a save. He's not salty at all. Motherfucker. <laughs> so other little bit about me. Um, the beginning of this year, I started running a, the league down at my store, Addie's Games, down in Miramar. Um, and this is our. We just started our second league since I picked it up this Tuesday, and we are already up three hundred percent in attendance and regular attendance. Um, our, we would usually be running maybe twelve people in our league a week, and we had forty people sign up. Nice for this league. So, so um, are they like? Because I know you got some people down there that are pretty good. You know, in, in that area. But are, are they? Are there a lot of people that are like new into your league? So the way that we are running our league, it's actually compatible for both competitive and new players. We're breaking each after the the first league was kind of troubled. You get paired up against whoever, and then everybody who played was ranked based on how well they do. Now, every subsequent league that we're doing, everybody is put in divisions or pods based upon how they did in that first league. 
So you kind of so, take like the Adepticon approach, right? More or less. So like right now in the the top pod, top division at my store, it's me. Um, we got uh, James Carmona. There's Aaron Hayden um, and a couple other really skilled players. And then we've got some of the newer players, people who didn't do as well, and some of the other pods. So now going forward in each league, they're playing against people of their same skill set who earned their same amount of points or roughly the same uh, win-loss record from the previous rec- previous one. Okay, so that's cool. You got you got a nice little libtard mentality going on up there. Like, <laughs> cool. So and then going forward um, to try and mix it up because we're probably always going to have the same number of people at the top division. And I want to see other people go up and down the top two and the bottom two people of each division will move to, to the next bracket. to the next one either That's up cool. or down so uh, this just try and recycle so you're not always playing against the same people every league every league you try to see some movement and because of how now, many people the people that do the worst in the top pods do they go down yes do like you guys sucks so and you need to go down there so yeah but you're you just gonna win. go down one pod you're not gonna go all the way down to the bottom like you're it. just I gonna like go telling people you suck you need to step <laughs> Get the down. fuck out of here. This, this, is, this is too big. These bridges up here are too big for you. Yes. Yeah, I like that. So, but we're playing with ITC missions, oh, and deplorable. so far everybody's liking it. Deplorable attitude in that, too. Yeah, like a little it. bit. A little bit, you deplorable motherfucker. <laughs> it's all right, little bit. Okay. We're in your safe uh, space. I don't want to. Yeah, we're, this is a safe space here. It's, yeah. it's a safe zone for everybody, even hey, deplorable. Hey, Ray, why don't you tell everybody what's on your mug today? No, that's fine. There's beer. There's beer in my lung. There's not a fucking pitcher like last time. Oh, you mean, you mean the Raiders? You mean a little Raiders glass? No. Oh, um. The most racist shit. <laughs> You're Mexican. You have to house. like the Raiders. It just happens. You're Mexican. <laughs> so fucking stupid. So what got you into playing 40K? What like what you walked in one day, you had a great life. You know, you're doing great things. You had you oh, had a social life. That. You things oh, were going had, on. You had, had a girlfriend. A I don't, I girlfriend. Mean, I mean. You had regular friends. You know, and then all of a sudden, like you, you walked and you saw, wow, look at this little toy soul. This is awesome. I'm gonna do this. And next thing you know, like it's all downhill from there, homie. Like what what brought you into to Warhammer 40K? All right, all right. So where's I'm, all my money? Yeah, yeah. Seriously, <laughs> shocker. I'm actually a pretty hardcore nerd. I spent much of my <laughs> high school life playing World of Warcraft, so it was not really a hard switch. Now, um, wait, actually, fucking go. I'm knocking shit over, man. You're not okay. even drunk yet, man. Jesus not, Christ. Not yet. <laughs> I'm what actually surprised is Saturday, and he's not drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, what actually got me into the game is my friend who had been playing it since I don't know, fucking third edition or something like that, off and on. He was kind of telling me a little about about it. Um, and so I started looking it up. I went into the website. I was like, eh, some of this stuff looks kind of cool. And started to look more into it. At the time, Eddie's was in a different, smaller location. Over but in I was, Poway. Yeah, in Poway. And I was right down the fucking street within walking distance. So I went in, kind of looked into it. My friend kind of guided me towards my play style in video games, what to do. And I went with Tao. Man. So, you know how much I would not be home if it was walking distance? <laughs> I mean, I would still drive there, but... <laughs> I would never. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Would drive there. I'm not gonna lie. I still drove. <laughs> I don't want to carry that shit down the street. <laughs> you know, I used to play at Eddie's when they were in Poway, a little spot over there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then when they moved to the new spot where it's at now, um, it was a massive change. Was yeah. it by so, a gas station? Yes. It, uh, by I the way, stopped, dude, I, you know, I'm a truck driver. I don't know. Some people might know that, but I was driving and I saw a GameStop or like a game. Whatever it's fucking called. God damn it. Forget it. Addie's right games, Addie's. motherfucker. Jesus. And I was like, 
oh, it's time for lunch. So I just like pulled in. <laughs> I parked my semi in the parking lot and just like walked in there and fucking shit. And then like I bought some shit. So then I had to like hide it in my backpack. So when I got back to the yard, they, like, be like, they what didn't know what I was doing. Wise on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that place. So it was a it was a nice small little store at the time, and then um, like you mentioned, they did move to a much bigger place that near that over it doubled their current um, gaming space, and then uh, about a year and a half, two years after they moved to this new location, um, they partnered with a brewery out in San Diego named Barrel Harbor, and they uh, they they rented bought the place right next door, which was a CrossFit gym. Um, Perfect. It even has like a loft on the second floor. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got beer in the front and you've got gaming tables just for us. We don't have to worry about the magic fucktards. They're all sweating in the other room. So we don't have to deal with that shit. Um, but yeah. yeah we they, got some nasty ass people that play this fucking game too. Yeah, yeah, but at least they're like three feet away from you. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time. Most of the time. Until you have to go on their side of the table like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to move over there because I don't want to die today. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, Ray, you are really short, and your arms are really short. I think you still need to go over there. <laughs> you know, I use the fucking little uh, stick that you use for a craps. Okay, <laughs> get, get one of those little grandma sticks that has a little grabber on it, so yeah. you can reach up and grab her shit. You know, or like those T Rex shirts. I bring like, my own. I'm unstoppable. <laughs> I, I, I bring my fucking own stool. Okay, to events. Okay, <laughs> helps me out. So I've asked you the first question. We brought you in. Tell me your. Seventh edition, I'm over this bullshit story. All right. Because <laughs> everyone's got one. All right. Whether so, you played through seventh edition or not, everyone's yep. got a story where they're like, Seven, this game's got a fucking bullshit right now. <laughs> All right. All right. So as I'm starting to get into competitive seventh edition, the biggest, biggest pain in anybody's ass was Death Stars. Two up, rollable invuls, probably invisible, that moves fast as shit. And I'm Tau. I don't like things I can't kill and they'll want to be in my face really quick. And the person who introduced me to that, James Carmona. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker came down. Um, it was actually, it wasn't at a tournament. It was at our store. And uh, he came in and was playing. I was like, sure, I'll play you. And I was like, holy fuck. You know, I <laughs> I don't know what to do with this shit. As this how. Show was bad, like, in some of this, the Death Stars and all. But, his, like, I don't think his his Death Star was the worst. Like, it fully buffed up. It was unkillable. Sure. But the fact is that it had to get fully buffed up, right? Mm-hmm. And if you went first, you had, you know, there's things you could do. Or if you had barrage, there was things you could do. But it was the, like, your team captain's fucking Death Star, you know, because you're on Relentless D and you have some guy named Brandon Grant that's supposedly good. <laughs> uh, Allegedly. He's all right. Yeah, he's he, okay. He made his Death Star. That would be, like, mine. Where, like, I seen that iteration of a Death Star where it's a Death Star, because it's these models just together and they're just a Death Star. Yeah. There's no no powers need to be casted. Turn one, it happens. Turn two, it's, it's always on. A little context, uh, Brandon Grant at the tail end of 7th edition, he was running the, the Dark Angels battle company with all the obsec. And his Death Star was just a bunch of um, cyber wolves. I can't Fenrisian what, wolves. Fenrisian wolves. There's a, like and then 40 like, bodies and just a few independent characters in there that made them... Um, a lot better. I'm not going to say unkillable, but it made them a lot better because it was 40 fucking bodies. It was 40 bodies that had an invul that rerolled their saves or some shit. It wasn't it, hard to do it either. Yeah, it, is, it really wasn't hard. And there was no way of stopping it. That was the stupid shit. Because it wasn't psychic powers. It wasn't psychic anything. powers. Yep. It was just right. like, this happens. 
Oh, it happens because I'm on the table. Cool. So there was a there was a, now that was, that was the first instance. Like James Carmona has always been, um, he's a skilled player who helped me get better in the game. But that was definitely like the holy what the fuck am I getting myself into? Yeah. Now the second one, this was a small tournament down in in Vista at the Paradise Game. I was at the top table with my towel and I was playing against an Eldar player uh, who was running like a smaller Jet Seer Star. But he didn't run it and play it the way I was anticipating it, giving him protect, giving him um, the Dark Elder character that allowed him to, to hit and run and shit like that. Um, he just kind of used it as a psychic battery. And what ended up working really well against me is Riptides that get horrified and hit with another and, and feared off the table. Yeah. It was two spells that made me uh, minus four leadership. And now I'm trying to make a leadership test on a five, which 2d6, if you roll over that, then you're running. And so he literally scared my riptides off the table. The boo. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally what it was. And like, I'm watching him do this. I'm like, I, I, holy shit. I wasn't expecting this. That was and, my favorite thing to do before Tyranids got their sixth edition codex. Yeah. Cause, um, <laughs> devourers used to give you a neg- If you took any wounds at all on the unit, mm-hmm. one wound on a unit, you took negative one leadership. And then I've had some leadership shenanigans. I got to play on you. Well, I played a game against a Tau player. He dropped down like all these suits and they all had all the, the drones. Well, the drones were a part of the unit. Yep. So I would kill one drone and now you're negative two leadership. And I watch this whole army just walk off the board. <laughs> yep. That's literally <laughs> what happened to me. And I was, I was I was impressed by this. I was impressed by this play because it wasn't what I was anticipating and it worked really well for him. I think I actually played against a player in Broadside the same day that – or the not, – not the same day, the same tournament that I met you at. And I, I was playing the Riptide Wing, and I had my Riptide Wing, like, on the board edge. Mm-hmm. And then he was doing his stuff, and I was like, oh, fuck, I made a deployment error. I really hope he doesn't get this power uh-huh. off. <laughs> 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 Turned out he didn't, but he still beat me, though. It was uh, Ryan Mead. Yeah, yeah, the skilled player. Yeah. He's incredibly lucky, and you can't be mad at him when he's doing he's really good. he's very fun. <laughs> he's very animated. He gets really drunk every time he plays. He hears around a cooler of beer, and he hands beers out to his <laughs> boss. Yeah, and he's he's really he's, he's also in our league down there doing really what, well what, with fucking Plague Drones. What's also funny, though, is that, like, I couldn't do my Barrage Snipe with, like, Warp Hunter shenanigan bullshit, right, for his little Death Star to take his two of uh, Grimoire guy away. But he wasn't in a range. But I scattered the full 12 right on top of it. And he was like so excited for me. <laughs> but then I rolled a one to wound him. So nothing happened. But it shows it was pretty like when you play against those players that are just like all about it, it, yeah. it makes the game fun. Like I lost, but it was still like a really great game. Yeah, yeah. Ryan is a cool guy. He's he's very talented with his models. He paints and modifies everything and it looks amazing. If you ever, if you guys ever come down to San Diego, you should play him. He's awesome. Cool. So uh thanks for Giving us an update, you know, uh, not an update, but okay, I'm feeling it now. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm a big I'm pre- glass into this already. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're a pregame before we got into yeah. this. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, thanks for telling us your story about your your 40k story. I guess, so to speak. It's, I ask everyone who comes on, give me your 40k story. Um, we got some podcast business to get to now. Uh, <laughs> first off, is I want to thank everyone who helped with the donations for sending stuff to the troops. Give you guys an update. The stuff is still on its way. These guys in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. I mean, they're in like 
Middle of shit. <laughs> so, yeah, man, the fucking, they got to first find them again where yeah, they're at and yeah. then airdrop it in. So the stuff is still in transit and we'll give you guys an update as soon as it, it makes its way there. Um, but I want to thank everyone for helping to who came on and donated, who upped their donations. And as promised, we reached the $100 uh, level for donations for that month. So that helped to get some more stuff for those guys. So, of course, we are going to have a raffle for the second of the Death Guard set from the Dark Imperium. We're going to let our guest pick from here. So if you are a current patron, every dollar you are currently um, donating, um, you are getting an entry. And Ray is currently shaking Ooh, shake it up. It like it's hot. Yeah, in a, in a <laughs> giant beer pitcher. 1990 is calling you back. Yeah. What the fuck? Dude, are you done playing with it? Jesus Christ. No, it takes a while. Just <laughs> fucking zip it up. God damn. All right, tell tell us who the big winner is. Tell us All the big right, one drum name. roll, please. Blah, 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 blah. What the fuck are we all got, these names? Uh, it looks like Lord71, L-O-A-R-D. Hey, that's uh, Jeff Hesh. Hey, there you hey. go. Hey, hey. I think that's Jeff. So Lord 71, you are the big winner of a Death Guard starter set from the Dark Imperium set. The runner up. It still gets nothing though. <laughs> it's Blue Guy 203. Blue Guy 203. That's Norman. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I was Actually, laughing about it. I have it. something for him. I do have something for him. What? I've got the command dice for the uh the Death Guard. All right, there you go. Yeah, so this was all donated by Francisco um for the show. So big shout out to Francisco, captain of the Big Dice Club. Big boy. Big boy, the big dice club. So thanks very much, Francisco. But Lord, uh, uh, Jeff Hesh, you got some Death Guard coming your way. Um, send me your address again. I think I missed it. And then Norman, send me your new address so I can send you some dick pics. And, oh, yeah, and some command dice. <laughs> <laughs> command dice. <laughs> it was a command dice. Um, some other other podcast uh, news. Um we there's love a, it when you guys take there's part. There's a lot of names in there. What the fuck are well, all those? For, so for every dollar people were donated, they got a single entry. So oh. if they're donating twenty bucks, they got twenty entries. If they're donating ten dollars, you got ten entries. So there was that. I get how that works. You didn't need to break that fucking down. Are well, you, you don't do you math need to very donate well. More money. So what saying. <laughs> Jesus you don't don't you don't do math. So I had to do the math for you. I know you, Ray. I've been here for a while. So, um, but we like when you guys take part, talk shit with us, tell us what to do. So we're giving you a chance to literally talk shit to us. Uh, we now have a voicemail box for you to go ahead and call in and oh, dear God. talk shit. Uh, the phone number for you to talk shit is 442-444-0791. There you can leave us a voicemail. Um, Again, that was 442-444-0791. Why'd you have to repeat? You're going to fuck it up? Well, yeah. Oh, I didn't. I can yeah. read all the fucking <laughs> How much do you want to bet one of your listeners is going to write that on a bathroom stall, say, call for a good I time? I fucking hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hope so. <laughs> you go to the Porter Johns, call for it. Hello, <laughs> <Blow> John. <laughs> I always see those in fucking, uh, when you go to your trainings and stuff. <laughs> it was funny. But uh, give us a call. Talk shit. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us how fucked up we are. I, I don't think nobody's gonna call because most people, ain't, you know, we could put a voice to to whoever says it there. They ain't gonna do it. But if yeah, they are a bunch of bitches. So. They are a bunch of bitches. You, you don't got the balls to call and leave us a fucking shitty voicemail. You don't have the balls to do it because it's gonna be aired. There's no editing. Yeah, I'm airing just, it. Just copy paste. Yeah, I'm we'll just... definitely do it to correct all of his teammates' wrong fucking responses because <laughs> none of them can get it right, and you need to get my team, Relentless D, to come over here and correct shit. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most of my guys don't play, so 
Like Andy and I are the only ones that really play. And Hayden. Hayden. And Hayden. Hayden. Yeah. Hayden. Everybody yeah. else is kind of like what jerking about, off. What about the fat boy? Phil, he's like eating a hamburger probably in a corner right now. <laughs> in the yeah. dark. You're pretending it's like healthy. Yeah, he's probably pretending it's gluten-free. <laughs> it's a, free health, it's and a healthy fucking. cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> I added extra bacon, but it's healthy bacon. <laughs> it's got antioxidants or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but go ahead and give, give us a call. Talk some shit. The last thing, the most important thing. The honored guests. We actually have a couple honored guests today, um, but we'll start with the one that our guests brought the honored guest. What <laughs> we are drinking. So, Keith, let us know what we're drinking. So, we are drinking Fenris. It's an IPA from Barrel Harbor. It is the brewery that has a remote tap house at my gaming store. Uh, they have a plethora. They have their full line of beers. They have a couple pale ales. Hey, this they isn't Mark. Several IPAs. Who gives a fuck? It's actually a law. Well, I'm just saying. Why'd you have to put I, it on the podcast? I just asshole? found it out. <laughs> Thanks for breaking the law and putting us in trouble, Keith. Christ. It's all right. As, as if anyone. I, I, <laughs> I wasn't putting that information out there, Ray. <laughs> I was. They like at least put the tag on, so it was like a half thought. Yeah, it's all there. Speaking of tagging, just just to let you know, Ray likes to tag everyone's significant others. On the show. Oh, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tag your wife. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you're, you're, you're saying that out. Oh, I tagged his wife. I'm like, what? <laughs> She's gonna ask me. Do you know pretty who dick? Ray, I tagged pretty dick's wife. <laughs> Ray Ahu 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 Akbar. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> she, she's gonna look at the name. <laughs> she's gonna look at the name. Like, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> And I'm it like, takes nah. intelligence to say my name. I know. Sorry. <laughs> this very upset hobbit tagged me on Facebook. What's that all about? One of your friends? <laughs> He's an ugly mother. No, I have beard. no idea who that guy is. <laughs> Fucking beard is ugly. Jesus. <laughs> He's this weird rapist. Don't talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> so this is from the Barrel Harbor. Yep. Down by Addie's Games down in San Diego. Um, when, he, when I was playing at a store in um, Poway. <laughs> He was telling me how his dream was to have a game store and a bar. Mm-hmm. There's no more. And he made it happen. Yes, he did. So I'm, I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll let you know what we thought at the end of this segment or sometime in the middle of next segment. And we'll, we're going to move. We'll get some other beers on tap. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk we about we those when like we get a... there. We'll talk about when we get well, there. This one's done. Okay. So we'll let you know what you thought. We'll assume that when we break up the next one. And But we're going to take a quick break. And we will be back with... Now, talking the correct how with Keith. <laughs> what's up, veteran gamers? Andy here. I'm here with my best buddy, Ray. Hey, what's up? Hey, and we're here to talk to you about Gamers Arsenal. Ray, tell me about, a little bit about Gamers Arsenal. Gamers Arsenal, a place to, you know, go and play competitively. You can go, you can find me there. Get some good hardcore uh, competitive games in there. Get that practice. Uh, get your AOS stuff. Get your uh, X-Wing stuff there, too. You got the good uh, X-Wing community. So our good buddy Alex, of course, opened up Gamers Arsenal for a place for gamers to be, you know, in our local community. Maybe there wasn't always space for tabletop gamers. So there wasn't always space for X-Wing gamers. But now there's space for everybody. We got space. Alex opened up space for if you can play Magic, you can play Magic. There. You want to play Pokemon, you can play Pokemon. You want to play X-Wing, you want to play 40K, you want to play competitive, you want to play friendly. There's space for everyone in Gamers Arsenal. No, if you're playing friendly, don't, don't, don't talk to me. <laughs> Just go find someone else. Go, go find, find, go find Alex. Yeah, go find Alex. You can find Gamers Arsenal online on their Facebook page at the Gamers Arsenal. 
Yeah, I, I moderate that, so uh, good luck. <laughs> good luck with that. Good luck with that. <laughs> go with that. Uh, we'll hope to see you guys all at Gamers Arsenal. Until then, ladies, bag of dicks. Of course, we have Pete here to talk about what's real with Tao. We launched an episode two weeks ago, and apparently Alex fucked it all up. Oh, God. <laughs> messages <laughs> upon messages. Alex is an idiot. Yeah. Like, I was in Tampa, bored as fuck, in a hotel room, waiting for, for the next day of training, listening to this podcast, and just like, uh, even no. even before the Codex came out, because I think this, I think your podcast was done before the, yeah, the Codex. Yeah, uh, it came out on the Friday before the Codex launched, so it had been like a day before it launched. Yeah, yeah. so I was I, I was listening to that Friday, and then, so I was just working with the information that was leaked, and even the stuff I told him before the fucking podcast, he was, yeah. Ugh. So we're gonna call this uh, the segment. That's what they're called, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> correcting the gayness. With the correct gayness. Now, you know you're bored when you stop to listen to Alex talk. <laughs> you know you're bored. I was curious. I actually I know, do kind we of enjoy your podcast. We don't. Mostly because of you two motherfuckers, not because of Alex. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> like, Alex talks, and he's he's be here when he's even here. Like, I don't even listen to him. So, like, when I was re-listening to the podcast... I was like listening to him for the first time. To be fair, he doesn't listen to the podcast either. <laughs> so he doesn't even, even when he's on the podcast, he's not listening to what's happening. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he doesn't know how to get podcast on his phone. He can't answer texts, messages. He does like, take a while a to respond to messages. Yeah. If if you ever message the gamers arsenal, who the person who responds to you in those quick responses is me. Just saying. And you can't understand what he's saying because he can't write English. Right. If it doesn't appear to I got be in English. I got little hobbit fingers, all right, motherfuckers? It's hard to type. It's not that you're fucking... misspelling words. You just don't grammar. Yeah, fuck grammar. You got fat fingers. Fuck. You went to public school. You're in the Marine Corps, okay? Like, spelling is not number one on the list of important things to do. Yeah, gra- definitely graduate. graduate? What, what the fuck is that? Drinking beer, smashing girls. That's what I do. Spelling and right? eating crayons. Don't forget eating about crayons. that. Eating crayons. <laughs> If you never tried it, don't knock it, all right? <laughs> okay. So now that we've gotten the smashing on Alex thing out of the way, um, let's go ahead and, Keith, give us the real shit about Tao. Because you know me I just, I just want to give Keith the, the green light on correcting alex just real quick just a quick oh rundown. yeah 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 and any place that just alex rapid got it fire wrong, it if, right. if you want to talk for the next three hours about how alex gets <laughs> shit wrong please that that's the, that'd be a great show well i'll tell you the two things he got wrong one of them the the farsight uh no sorry the fire blade is not 39 points that's the core the base value of the model it's actually 42 you forgot to include the marker light that comes with the model that was one of the, the big okay, things. You sounded really nerdy right there, Kate. Go on. I mean, <laughs> well, he's like, fucking tall. Like, you you could have pushed the glasses that are on your face back, and that would <laughs> have <right>. perfect. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, to be fair, we are asking him to talk about Tau, okay? So, I, mean, I, really... I get it. But still, that's, that sounded really fucking nerdy. <laughs> Excuse me, guys, but he got the yeah. points wrong. It's three more points. Oh. He got it all wrong. It's going to destroy people's lists. 
Hey, for one point over, it's fucking illegal list, all right? Yeah, no, yeah, seriously, yeah. though. Seriously, though. Like, that's the stuff that gets people DQ'd. Who got DQ'd this weekend that? at uh, Adepticon for that? Uh, I don't, there was Tony somebody. Grappando. It was Tony Grappando because he had the wrong relic. He, he was he was running um, Flesh Terrors, a Flesh Terror. Oh, this is inside info because I, I seen the post go up. And then I couldn't find it anymore. <laughs> like, where the fuck did it go? Yeah, well, I know people, all right? I know you do. <laughs> I know people. So, In the 40K universe, <laughs> I know people. Hey, man, it's all about connections. I mean, yeah, all 12 so, so give us. us so, give, so, so we're getting insider scoop on fucking Depcon. So what what happened? So, so there, the way, there the was way, the top eight or this top eight. What's the brackets in? Uh, I think it's like actually. There's like a top 16, maybe? I don't remember when they discovered it, but... Yeah, they do a top sixteen, and that's yeah. Because so, when I was around. looking at the, because I was following, if you follow the Facebook of the podcast, you noticed this score was. Missing. I was I was putting up all the time, like what was going on as it went through the day, and then when it had the Saturday schedule or Friday, whenever they do their like basically their last the finals, uh, there was like a buy. I was like, why the fuck is there a buy in the top sixteen? Mm-hmm. So that I guess that was supposed to be him. I'm uh, yeah. What so what ended up happening is the flesh terrors. There's one relic. Uh, I don't think they can take any. There's only one relic they can't take. Everything else in the Blood Angels Codex, they cannot take. Um, unfortunately, he took a, a standard. <clears throat> I can't remember what it's called, but it gives a, um, a female pain to the unit that's carrying it. And I, I don't remember what unit was putting on. I, I wasn't really paying attention to that much to that. But the point is that he was taking a flesh terrorist attachment and had an, uh, a relic that he could not take. I think he was giving it to... um. Um, what's the the fucking Primaris Marines that have all the fucking DACA shots? You know what I'm talking about? Aggressors? Yes. I think he was trying to give his aggressor bomb um the the pain. So um that that and he was taking flesh terrors because they had the cheapest. Now maybe maybe you know, I don't know. But I why did he go flesh terrors instead of is it just because the chapter master is it's cheaper? because of the chapter master is cheaper. And he's given the rerolls to the aggressors. Because one thing, if you look at the lists that did really well, um, there's two basic archetypes. There's Horde out the fucking ass, like with Nick Nanavati's list, right? Where it's just like almost 300 bodies of just random shit. That also creates more bodies. That creates, that creates more, more bodies. free bodies. Yes. And then you've got Flyrance. That's... Those are pretty much the two archetypes that made it. Now I know Flyrance doesn't. We'll talk about that later. But I know yeah, Flyrance. You were talking a, about it, and I'll I'll clue you into what we we're talking about. Yeah. So, uh, but you know that that's basically the the two major threats that made it to the top sixteen. So, um, you know, Tony Grappando tried to build a list that was anti horde, and unfortunately picked a relic that was um, ineligible for his detachment. And yeah, it and took, I, it took quite a few games to figure it out. Like meeting the guy, seeing him, like see him play, like he's not a person to really do that out of malicious intent, you know. So I don't think you just skewer him for it, you know. Yeah. Well, the way I heard it was that it was realized and he DQ'd himself, you know, or that he. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. He wasn't doing it maliciously. I don't know. Can't say he was doing it maliciously. I don't think he was. I don't know who discovered it or how it was discovered or whatnot. The the post that I saw is that he DQ'd himself. So I don't know if someone brought it to his attention and then he realized it and DQ'd himself or someone said, like, came up and said, hey, you have an illegal list. Now, people out there, like, I don't know if, you know, there's a Facebook page for ITC list checking. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you know, uh, Keith, uh, is there any other list checking or that it's you called, know It's that, called the internet. That, <laughs> that <laughs> Facebook page. So what my team does is we bounce it off one another. We We have each other. Check ourselves. We post a list. This is yeah, what but I'm not every, not every team has fucking 
top 10 ranked people in the world yeah. to fucking check lists. You know, in, in that ITC list checking page, like you mentioned, it is there. It is um, available for people who want to use it, but I don't see anybody actually using it. Well, yeah, because everybody fucking thinks like, oh, I'm, I'm super secretive and yeah. I don't want to give up my shit. Bitch, you probably still going to lose when you go against a good player. Yeah. Just put your list out there. <laughs> <laughs> so the fucking these dumb shit don't come up. I know. It, it's honestly, I think the the best way, if you really want to maintain the secrecy of your list, is just to bounce it off people you know well, who who have access to rules to help you out. I mean, re- what I do before every tournament, and it's this, even if it's the same list I had just used, when I'm put, putting my list up on Word, I bust it out, I go to the back of the book, I check the points, I check literally everything, and I do it without Battlescribe. Battlescribe helps me build the list, but then when it comes time to write the list for Word for a tournament, I just go straight to the back of the book and I do it with a calculator. Yeah, basically with the calculator, mm-hmm. you write it down, write it out, and then double check, like, can this guy take this? Yes. Well, you got to make sure you got to have something, like some relics, you need something to switch it out with. Mm-hmm. And like little shit like that, sometimes Battlescribe doesn't catch. I mean, we had a episode where one of the selections was, I don't give a fuck anymore. Pick whatever you want. Yeah. Which is funny because I went fat boy episode. I, I went to go check and it literally said that. I was like, cool, Battle Thanks, Scribe. Battle Scribe. <laughs> well, I'm paying for this. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a free moocher. I don't uh, pay for that shit. I pay for all of it. I oh. support. You support. He's a good guy. I'm You're a libtard. Deplorable. That's yeah. the way we go. <laughs> I give the charity. I care about bunnies and stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the little spokesperson holds up his hand in weird ways. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing too is, is I like giving my list. I know Ray, you're getting finally you're you're getting into Tyranids now, so you're getting you kind of know a little bit about it. But I think it's good to take someone Tyranids who, are good. Yeah. They're good. I just well, go through the codex like, oh my god. <laughs> well, I, I like to give my like give my list over to someone who doesn't play what it and if you hand your, your codex and your list over to someone who does not play that army doesn't know everything about it and hand it over to them, you'll be amazed at things that someone will find, mm-hmm. right? Things you haven't thought about. Because, like, if you've been playing an army for a long time, you kind of get an idea of, like, the models like to play and the way they play, and you wouldn't consider what this rule could do or what these points could do. So you giving someone even a fresh look at, here's my list, mm-hmm. make sure the points are correct, and then give me some feedback. You know, it's funny you mentioned that part right there. Um so just so you guys know, most of the, I already mentioned it, but I've been playing Eldar for the last couple months. So while building my list for Tau, a lot of my mentality and list building is derived from the, the list I had. Um, and it, I didn't do commander spam in, in Eldar. You know, you don't do that. So so while I have three commanders in my list, and we'll get to that that point yeah. towards the end, um, it's it's very it's infantry heavy. But we'll get there. Yeah. So what else did Alex get wrong? So the one the one thing that really made me cringe because I was I was telling him my one strategy to build marker lights, and he mentioned that there's a stratagem that just pops a marker light, and just that's all marker light on the target. That's not right. It's not even close to what I had said. So my method of one of my ideas of building marker lights on a target. There's a Forge World suit, a Forge World commander. It's XV84. Um, if you land, if you land a hit, not wound, just land a hit, it automatically puts a marker light on the target. It's not a hit, so unfortunately you can't use that the the stratagem that does one plus D three marker so light. You can't you can't layer them. It's not a hit. But if you hit with your with any ranged attack, 
you get a Markalite on the target. Okay, so the stratagem is like, say you shoot fucking, I don't know, the Fire Warrior's regular gun, right? 30 inches, I think they go, right? This is the XV-84, so it's only that one commander. Oh, it's only that one guy, okay. So when I was thinking about- So what's the stratagem that pops off on- uh... So there are two stratagems to help you get marker lights on a target. There's the one that was offered in Chapter Approved, which when you land a marker hit, you get D3 additional marker lights on that target. Instead of putting one, it's one plus D3. That's the one that we had in Chapter Approved. Yeah. That Tao had. Okay. Now, this new one is specific to one of the tenants, the Sasea, Sakea, I don't know how the fuck you pronounce it, but that one, um, you're... Com- you can put a marker light on a target within line of sight of any of the commander from that detachment and any unit within six inches of that target. You just need line of sight. There's no range inhibitor to it. It could be fucking range infinite. As long as I can see that model, I'm putting a marker light but it has on to be it. From the commander. From the commander in that detach from the Sasea commander. Well it doesn't really uh, it just has to be a Sasea commander. Because you could run yes. a, a quote unquote swoop a soup fucking detachment like a supreme command right mm-hmm. and have him as a say say or whatever and then two other ones do some other shit if you want to what if there's any other little tricks to do and then do that off of that well caveat off that one remember only one commander per detachment no i know okay oh no i i get it, that it has to like, be a commander suit so it's not like you can do it with the the fire blades you can't do it with the ethereals it's only the commander cool so, and, then, and then they can't layer, like you can't use the Because the it's not a marker hit, you just place it. It's very specific about that in the stratagem. You can't use the, the marker uplink to stack it's more. It's time to wake up. The show up. <laughs> <laughs> what an the hour fuck? You're an hour and a half late, Ray. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus. So, okay, cool, cool. So um, now we'll get to that specific stratagem later um, when I'm talking about some of my ideas with this list, but um, it's a two CP stratagem for that Sasea one that I like to call it the marker bloom or marker boom or whatever, where I can. Okay. Uh, hipster. You need a fun <laughs> fucking name for it. <laughs> but I mean, if you, if you target something like a, a screen, that's probably covering your opponent's whole front line, it, depending on how he placed everything. You're now putting marker lights on probably half his army. Just one, just one, which is only enough to reroll ones. But I mean, that's, pretty significant if you can get that many marker lights from one commander and all you need is line of sight you don't need to hit it what, doesn't have what i range. do like like about that one strategy is that like it basically allows you to have like an autark uh whatever the space marines guys do it where they reroll ones like mm-hmm. yeah. next next to your unit and you don't have to be around that one guy right you could yes. be deployed wherever and you're still re-rolling ones. Yes. You don't have to be by no character. You're just getting re-roll ones because there's one marker light. It's yes. pretty cool. Now, 2CP is a bit of an investment. You're going to do it every turn. But, I mean, most of your damage is going to be done in the first two or three turns anyways. So, that's about as much time. Well, just, as like, as just like I tell everybody on the team, like, the game is won in the first two to three turns. Yes. Like, fucking shoot out your fucking, blow your load on fucking command points. Get the upper hand and then just ride it on in just keep getting points yeah, don't worry about the half half hole the first two turns just give it whole hole and blow your load yeah right and then just ride that out don't you know? do like, the andy method do the ray ray, ray right. method then just pray like stay hard stay hard stay hard <laughs> oh you're getting soft fuck <laughs> oh, i hope she just grinds on my pelvis <laughs> okay yeah but do that for the first two turns yeah yeah 
I got you. You just got to pull it out and slap it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it always works. Takes you a himbane. Bring it back up. Yeah. <laughs> so Okay, look, so those look two, up, those two things, he got the market light wrong, stupid stratagem. He got the points wrong, which he sounded really fucking nerdy on that one. Yeah. Was there anything else? Um, I just disagreed with a few of his other like rankings of the tenets of the seps. Oh, I don't even play town. I disagreed with them. So I know, I know. And, and <laughs> you, you heard us disagree. I didn't and, and play. I know. I, I knew I was totally wrong. Like I was totally wrong with a lot of that stuff. But like, I was like, eh, I'm looking at this and I don't agree with you, Alex. <laughs> and, and you know what? There, there's so some of the tenets are not great. I mean, I'm not going to use VR law. That's the one that allows them to. If they advance, then the rapid fire weapons become assault. Um, the Dalith one, which is if you don't move in the movement phase, you. Are you at the cover bonus, even if you're not in cover? I know you ranked down really one. high. I don't know about that one. That was pretty good on some things. I know, I know. There are some units, right? However, like if search. you don't get first turn, because right now, right now, okay, so before we go on anywhere else, I'm going to let everybody know we're recording this before the FAQ drops for anything. We're supposed to get that big March one, so some of this stuff could be different. Yeah, like tomorrow. Now, literally, it could come out tomorrow, and then yeah, the so, towel one is yet to come out. So and, the cover one, though, there. The way it's written, if you, you didn't have, if a, you didn't have a moving phase, then you technically didn't Ooh, have... I didn't think about that. So, yeah. so that that's the reason, like, that was something you you, you had it in your mind, because I think the Tyranid version of it, you just straight get cover. Yeah, right? if you did not move... I don't know if it says in the previous moving phase. Because for us, you right need here. to be stationary in the movement phase. You know, I didn't think about the, you know, that wording... And see, it's great when you get a fresh perspective on something, when someone brings something you haven't thought about. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't think about the previous movement phase. And if you don't go turn one, but usually the units that I would use, like the Jormungandr, like, which is like the, that version is if you don't move in the previous movement phase, you get plus one. You're, um, plus one, you're, you're in cover. Those guys all deep strike in anyway. We're talking about monstrous creatures like uh, Trigons and um, Tyrannifexes. And I bring mm-hmm. them in through a different method. So with that, with that shedding some light on that, like that does lower it definitely. It Cause it then, does. cause then it's basically up first, to a dice roll. To, yeah. If you don't go first, if you get you're your, not in cover, you know, why did you put that unit there anyway? Okay. Yeah. This says as a unit with this adaptation, this is for the Tyranid, the Jormungandr always has the benefit of cover for the purposes of shooting attacks. If the unit advance or charges. However, it loses the benefit of this adaptation until the start of your next movement phase. So they always have so it unless, always have it, yeah. you, unless you advance or charge. And here's the towel one, a unit with this tenant that does not manta strike, deep strike, move, fall back, charge, pile in, or consolidate in its turn. So the whole turn, it must remain stationary. Um, in its turn, it may claim the benefit of cover in the opponent's subsequent turn, even while in open. So they have to be So it even the says the subsequent turn. turn. Yeah, so it's well, definitely... But, I mean, the next shooting... The next shooting well, that w- word, I don't really know what the fuck that means, but... <laughs> it means the next one. Okay, got it. Um... <laughs> Th- that does definitely that lowers it a lot because wow, I don't like yeah. I don't like I things think about that yeah I don't like things relying on dice rolls. Now the only unit I can see benefiting from this is a storm surge because it wants to plant its heels in the first turn and not move anyways, and then in the open it's getting a two up because it's going to be hard for it to get cover anyway. That, that, but I mean, okay. I mean honestly that's garbage. that's the one thing that I thought like would be good on it and maybe riptides. But it's still looking like you still riptides want your riptides to, to move. So yeah, riptides need to move. So um, 
honestly, like the Dallas set, I'm not a big fan of it. And um, but other than that, the rest of them, I think there are uses because of either stratagems or specific strategies. So, so he he got his uh, rankings wrong, in your opinion. I mean, every, honestly, well, the the seps are are person by person, right? That's yeah. the same thing. Well, you know what? It's nice. It's nice to have someone who actually knows what they're talking about come on the show <laughs> <laughs> and then tell us. So, like, I didn't think about this. You know, if you didn't get first turn, you wouldn't get the benefit of this. Like, I I didn't even dawn on me. But of course, I don't. You know, I don't touch that towel bullshit. You know, <laughs> it's, you know, it, 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 it burns us. It burns us. <laughs> like your gonorrhea, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of the herpes, you know, you, you kind of ignore it. It's like it's there. He you knows know. about burning. Yeah. Yeah. The burning sensation when I pee. Yeah. No, that's good. It's just ate some spicy stuff. It's good. <laughs> it's, just ate some spi- <laughs> it's just Tabasco. It's all good. Cholula. Never hurt anybody. You know? <laughs> I can't. In the Marine Corps, fucking dude comes up to me like, is it? It's from white dude, too, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Why's it got to be white? Why is he because be white? it goes with the content of the fucking story. He's talking to you. The, it goes with white. I'm very white. I'm very white in case you have not met me. I'm very fucking white. <laughs> it's he comes up to me and he was like hey if you eat spicy food it makes your pee burn right <laughs> oh god i'm dying <laughs> and i'm an asshole and i was like yeah it does <laughs> turns out he was on like sick leave for a while or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he either get rotted on and off the range yeah <laughs> you ever been rotted on and off the range <laughs> I guess not like that. <laughs> Did you, you hear the been, story? You ever been rotted? I mean, I, I guess this is a context. I don't know. You guys are making it sound like. No, we're not. It's a military context. It's no, military I know context. what you're talking about. I know you're talking. Okay, so I know you're. Yes, I have been rotted off a of range. Okay. Cool. So you've had a Q-tip. Eek. All the way in there. <laughs> and then out. Eek. Eek. And it makes that sound too. It yeah. squeaks on the way yeah. in. It's and so it bad. Squeaks on the way out. You get you gave me PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> was, All right. It, it was All the, the sergeant major's daughter. She was, we had a train on her. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> we were taking turns. <laughs> it was fun. Woo! It was through the back, through the front, and then through the mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was the bone roller coaster. Woo! Fun times. <laughs> All right, so that was that was the Alex got shit wrong, right? That was everything. Yeah, that was the, those were the two things that I retained from the rest of my chip. And, and just forty k related, what Alex got wrong. We're not going to his life at all. What he's no, got wrong. No, no. Okay. Oh, that's, <laughs> now, now that's a whole other show. <laughs> I do want to discuss something, and it's heretical, right? For Tao, oh, anyways. Ooh. I'm going to disagree with Alex on one thing. In most of the the Tao community, I actually feel like the Flame Tide, the Avara, as it's known. Is too expensive. Oh my god! Oh yeah, that thing is good as fuck. It is really good, but in a competitive environment, when people are used to T seven models, I feel like it is a hindrance in your list right now. But are they really used to T seven models? Look at the the armies that are doing really good right now. Just mass spam little fucking things. Granted, I came from Eldar, right? I have Inari Dark Reapers. I see an Avara across the table, and I think to myself, that is an easy fucking kill now yeah, granted, but it's not, not but reapers. it's not on the table and it cannot deep strike now it has to be on the table it has to be deployed on the table and then jumps unless, off the table it's unless. all the way in the back okay fucking quicken 
Believe me, uh, the way I run my Eldar, because I, I do it a little bit differently than you do. Okay, there's some fairy dust happening right now. <laughs> some fairy just... kisses are happening between Ray <laughs> and Keith on the casting couch right now. Ooh. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, granted, right? The the boar concept, the tenant for it, which increases the range of all its weapons by six inches, make it more viable than it was. But with the point decrease and everything else in, in the Tau army right now, I feel like there are better options. Just so, let that hair <laughs> sit there in the open. So was I technically correct by saying that Borokon may not be as useful? No. Now okay. there are still... So here's... When when I get to my list, there's actually one detachment. I can't decide if it should be the Tau Sept or the Borokon Sept. And it's really going to come down to just play testing and figuring it out. Um, the so, Tau Sept or the what? The Borkon, the one the that range. increases the okay. range by six. Stupid inches. name number one. <laughs> stupid <laughs> name number two. I think Borkon was stupid name number two. Okay. And then the Tau one was just gay. <laughs> gay name number one. I know. They, they, ran, they ran out of ideas. Stupid, yeah. They ran out of ideas. So we'll just take the first one, Tau. Remember, remember, it said, okay, put a dick in your mouth. I do. Names. The, the way the, the <laughs> meta is, is shaping up currently with all these first turn charges, fucking in your face shit, like the Tau one's really good. That's and, the one that scared me the most. I saw that the, one. In like, the context fuck. of gene stealers, fucking hive, uh, flying hive tyrants, uh, blood letter bombs. Blood letters, yes. uh, blood angels. Oh, yeah. I mean, fucking shining spears, fucking. Don't get me wrong. That's why I'm still considering running that detachment as Tau because of what you're just saying right now. It's so it's such a big piece of the meta. Like, I looked at Alex saying, I don't think that's the best one. I'm like, you fucking insane? Well, like, look at the meta. Like, I, I see Tau Sept, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, I can't do anything. Like, I yep. I have to just give up my turn one. Yep. So, yeah, we'll get into that, because I feel mm. I feel the Tau Sept has... It's not just the Sept no, I did. either. So I heard... Yeah, other, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there are couples... There's a stratagem. We'll, we'll touch on there's a stratagem that works really well. Um, and then there's a, a relic, too, that could be good for yeah, a fucking cold star commander yeah because my thought was like more uh, than just the tenant like if you don't build your <laughs> army around the tenant necessarily you, yes like, all of these units are fucking good and have their own yes. fantastic thing in their own right this tenant though protects a piece that's missing from your army and it makes the rest of your army really really good so what one, one thing i want to talk about too is <laughs> what makes eldar do really well right now or at least before adepticon and before this as faq that may drop Eldar's still good, really but it's good. the FAQ that's before. It's really stupid. good at stacking buffs on the units that want them. You make those those Dark Reapers reroll to hit. Um, you make them shoot twice. You make those uh, Shining Spears move a bunch of times. Um, they're really good at leveraging their own abilities to make them good. Tau have some of those core abilities. It's not as game-breaking as shooting and moving twice, but they do have ways to improve some basic units that on by themselves are just pieces of shit. So Yeah, and they're improving them not by psychic powers though. So there's no there's no chance of failure, right? There's those those points of failure. It's either and gonna, Tau it's I stand next to this person or I do this command point. The and, only the only thing that does rely on dice rolls is marker lights. Um but again But any Tau list should be building their list around it because that's what the army's built around. Mm-hmm. Like Does Marker Lights make, make, make that army go? Make yes. it r- really make your army viable at the very least. Yes, and they they you just need them. Like it's not 
back when you just did Riptide Wing and you didn't need marker lights, right? Because mm-hmm. they just helped each other. Mm-hmm. In this edition or in 8th edition, you know, that's how they built the army is you need marker lights. I mean, you have fucking stratagems that give you marker lights. So you get those four four marker lights. Man, I really want that plus one to hit. You use the fucking, you know, the one that if you get a marker light hit, then you get more, right? Like, oh, this is my last marker light. I might as well tr- go ahead and get it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Marker lights, very important. I don't think it, it's it's maybe better than psychic powers because once you get them, your whole army benefits from it. You as, can't a, deny them. Opposed from a psychic power that you could fail to get it cast off. You can get it blocked. And or and the psychic power ranges are usually short ranges. 18 usually. inches. I mean, yeah, you know, Eldar has the one thing where we can double it. But I... That's a whole nother discussion. It's <laughs> it's Tau, abilities it's, that can't be blocked. The Tau armies spread around the whole fucking board, but they're shooting at this one thing and they get all these benefits. Yes, and that is something that is something I want to talk. That's the reason why I think the Tau set because of the focus fire stratagem. It's three CPs, but it could make fire warriors fucking scary. And it's about leveraging the the buffs and the abilities you have for your army to make something insane. And, what, and we we talk about other uh, podcasts that we've done is that they're pretty good at landing with the fluff of the army and stuff. And Tal is all about that focus fire, this one unit to the ground, right? And they yes. kill it. And I think they they landed on this codex with that, like with mm-hmm. the lights. And if the whole Tau army shoots at something, it's more likely going to die. Yes. And they're, they're really good at focusing down shit and just kill and then kill and then kill. But as a person playing against it, you also got to realize that they have to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Give if, them multiple targets, if, multiple if, threats, if multiple you, options. Yeah, if you do the – if your Tau player is the Alex person and he tries to table you in turn one, you're probably going to win because they're not going to kill everything. Thanks, Alex. Right? <laughs> But if the Tau player is smart and knows how his army works and with the mark lights and all this oh, shit. God, let's not talk about Alex and knowing how his army gonna works. It's just going to kill, kill, <laughs> and kill. So, I don't know. I like it. So, um, we're not going to do a codex review. This is not what this podcast is about. There's plenty of those about. out there in the world. and you know, If you've listened being. to our podcast, we don't do a traditional. The one we did with, with Ray, we did a traditional, like, codex review a mm-hmm. little bit with me but it's mostly me just bitching oh it, it, it's gonna happen again with necrons okay okay <laughs> but we don't do a traditional codex review we kind of we, we pick the highest because we're focusing on the competitive here we're also not going to talk about armies that we don't know shit about <laughs> yeah that's true too. that's true too which is why we bring in a guest we bring in guests yeah. all right yeah which way we, we bring, bring in a dumbass teammate yeah who to fuck it all up yeah yeah get people mad or, we, or the host of the show who's or the fuck host it up. of the show <laughs> fuck it all that out up andy to, to um, be fair no one knew they were good until about a month ago fuck you <laughs> <laughs> you're not important ray yeah, yeah. fuck you're you i know i'm not important. important i know i'm under the fucking height limit to being important i get it but the whole fucking time i'm jumping up above the line Hey, these guys are really fucking good. Well, to, to be fair, you were looking at it from an Eldar perspective and how <laughs> this Tyranid army could counter the fuck out of the Eldar army you were building. Da fuck. Da fuck. Da fuck. Yeah, right. <laughs> you saw that because you were looking at it from an Eldar perspective and I was looking at it from all... You know, you know how you go to the tournaments and it's like, there's always that one army that you want to dodge? I want to dodge Tyranid every time <laughs> I come to events. <laughs> I think I feel comfortable playing against Andy. 
<laughs> that's another guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you say that and you get six. Are you coming to the tournament tomorrow? Uh, I am not because I just got back from being was, away for a long time. I was going to say, I could force pair that. <laughs> I, I, I told you I can't be there tomorrow. Oh, I fuck work. me. I got work. God damn it. I got called in. Like I should be there next ago. month, though. But it's not going to be with Eldar. Force pair it next month. All right. Well, 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 next month we're not going to. We're probably going to have a tournament because you were doing a broadside next month, aren't we? Is that there in the same time that yeah. we usually do it? It the is fourth, the twentieth and twenty first, I think. Yeah, the, Alex might do it. I don't the know. Fourth Sunday, I yeah. won't be doing it because we're doing the um, Gamers Haven the week before on the fourteenth or fifteenth. Oh Jesus! At the brewery, and then the the um, the tournament. Yeah, starts. so say say something about the brewery because you obviously know, but I forget shit about time. Oh, give, okay. give uh, yeah, David um, Cuts a little. Yeah, uh, David Cuts. Uh, Member of the Big Dice Club um, and Gamers Haven, they're having a tournament on, I want to say, April 15th. It's a Sunday before uh, Broadside, and they're having it at the brewery, the Iron... I don't know. It's, yeah, gro- it's, it's yeah. walking distance, there's which a is brewery, driving distance There's a brewery for me. in the same like park that they're in, like the yeah. same business park they're in, and he's going to have a... Um, instead of having it at Gamers Haven, they're going to have their RT at the brewery. And the idea is if it works out well, they think they have enough room there to do a GT at the brewery. Hmm. Now, put 40K and beer together. You know I'm there. And tacos. Oh. You can't forget tacos. Oh, he's going to bring a taco truck in. Yeah, we're going to have tacos. Like, I came a little bit when he said that. Like, I All it takes be- is beer to bring you down. We need to let you know more about our tournaments then. Well, yeah, I know. More. Like, and we got fucking beer on site. I know. I keep, I, I'm dying to get down. Shape, try. Can I get down there? Can I do this? Can I make this happen? You know, like, so, but yeah. So he's going to be having, um, well, I'll put an official thing out there on the Facebook and the website about the tournament on the 15th as we get closer. And we'll talk more about it um, when we get there. But go back and listen to two episodes ago. This would have been episode 30 when we did the one-on-one with David Cutts. Um, he talks about the tournament we're having down there, um, or actually up there in Colton, um, at the, the brewery out there. It, if you like beer and if you like 40 K tacos, that's and tacos, that's the place to be. If you don't like beer and you don't like tacos and you like 40 K, well then you fuck, fuck off. you. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know what's going on. We don't need on. to you be friends. You don't belong in Southern California. Yeah, you're not my friend. We don't need to be friends. Yeah. We don't need to be friends. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're going to get, uh, well, actually we're going to, we're going to be there. I'm going to be there. I've already told everyone I'm being there. Uh, we'll record from there. We'll do a whole thing from there. Um, and I'm excited because if that works out, if we're going to do a GT at a brewery, you know, no, no more like trying to walk around for beer and he won't have his little, like I, I enjoy walking around with my cooler at tournaments. Like if you see me at a tournament, I'm going to have this cooler ever present. That's, that's, it's Andy. That's you know? why you still lose games. That's why I lose games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's the excuse I'm giving myself is I'm too drunk. <laughs> he know? carries it around. So it is his excuse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I lost. I better start drinking beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, so thanks for telling us how Alex got it all wrong. Uh, we're going to take a quick break though. Uh, it's a little pause point. And cause we're actually, I'm actually broken into the second set of beer. That one, yep. and we will be back with Tucky Tau. What's up, veteran gamers? Andy here. Today, I'm joined by my wife Tiffany. Hey, and we're here today to talk to you about tech to you, tech to you. You want to touch me? Yeah, I do want to touch you. We're going to talk to you today about Sky High Comics. Everyone knows that Andy likes to shop at Sky High Comics for 40k, but my wife Tiffany, she likes shopping there too. What do you have to shop there for? Um, I go there for comic books, and I also shop there for Warhammer products. 
I get my AOS there. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You know, Sky High Comics, a veteran-owned and operated business right there in North County, San Diego. Now, Veteran Gamer, we like to support our local gaming stores. We like to support veterans because, of course, it's the Veteran Gamer. And we like to support cool dudes like Raul. What do you think about Raul, baby? Raul's pretty cool. Raul's a pretty cool guy. I mean, he's very knowledgeable about the products that he carries. He carries... Oh, Pokemon. I forgot about Pokemon. He carries Pokemon cards and deck boxes and magic and he's really passionate about the stuff that he has there and yeah that's what i'm talking about so if you're a nerd if you're a neckbeard you want to get your game on you want to get your nerd on check out sky high comics in north county san diego you can check them out online at skyhighcomics.com so then ladies back to the show And we are back. We've all peed. Got fresh beers. Well, I have fresh beer. Um, we're gonna open with a correction. Oops. So we may get drunk. We may Fucking talk idiot. shit. We talk shit about the right people. Fucking <laughs> white guys. Jesus Christ. So, uh, Keith, give us the correction. So I apologize, guys. I mentioned earlier that Tony Grappando was the the guy who made the mistake with the relic. It was actually Andrew Gagno. Um, I apologize to everybody involved. I was incorrect, and you don't have facts. to apologize. You just say my bad. Nah, yeah, but, it was. You know. It was. It wasn't. It was nothing malicious. It's, it wasn't intentional. It it's just adding more incrimination yeah, to somebody who doesn't yeah, deserve it anymore. That's yeah. kind of what I feel bad about. Like I remember it part. I, I thought to myself after I mentioned it, like a couple minutes after, I'm like, wait, was it? No. Oh fuck. You're a fucking asshole. God damn it! Yeah, fucking white guys. He's fucking, fucking white guys, asshole. man. Fucking just right. white privilege on. and shit. I know. I'm trying. I'm we're giving, using your white privilege. Just we're giving Alex shit about getting Tal wrong, and I'm getting names wrong. God damn! <laughs> fucking Tal players, I, I can't, man. I can't wait for Nick Killer to say wrong. Yeah, fucking wrong. Tal players. Just piling on top of Tony. I know. You guys are to go. so many messages. Nick Kill. Nick Kill. Fucking. Uh, you're gonna get a message from Nick Kill saying like, "Yeah, you're cut." <laughs> I already talked that. And you know, we got we got a lot of shit for defending Tony in that episode. We took some I grief. defended Tony. Hey, now you can call they can call. You listeners can call and give it give them shit on <laughs> yeah. the phone. Yeah, give yeah. me shit over That'd the phone. That'd be great. That'd be great. I'll I'll pick up. I'll pick up to talk to that. <laughs> Cause it's it's really like we forgot the difference between Playing at your fucking local store and what a fucking tournament is. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Just really take take a look inside and and think of what a tournament is and just playing your friend. There are two different things. And there's two different mindsets. Just saying that. Yeah. Grab two mirrors, put one in front of your face. And one behind your butthole, oh, and spread your cheeks, and look inside yourself, <laughs> just like at maps, right? Yeah. <laughs> you do the duck walk and then bend over for the doctor. That, that poor doctor, his eyes were so red. Oh my god! So when I was waiting in line for maps, going to get my asshole checked by this doctor, right? I I am close enough. Is before I got in there, I was close enough to hear the doctor say, "You should probably clean yourself." <laughs> oh. <laughs> Everybody in line will do it. Oh god! You know, people really don't have funny stories about maps, but that that one—they're <laughs> all funny stories. Like 
the floor is covered in pubes. And like whoever does the waxing of the floor obviously didn't sweep or strip the floor. Yep. They just waxed over the pubes. Oh, okay? God. <laughs> but pubes while you're duck walking. There's yeah, pubes I, everywhere. When I went to Memphis, I drank a lot the night before. I drank the night before. Shock. So when it, you know you do your piss test there. When I went back to get my results, they're like, you had a very high vegetable count. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, again, at MEPS, I heard somebody else, the doctor um, told the guy that he needs to lay off the protein because his piss was orange. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> you know, all right. So for those of you who don't know, we're not in the military. MEPS is where we go before we actually sign up. And they make sure that we are healthy enough to do what we need to do. And that's when they... Bend us over and check our fucking assholes. Your assholes, because that's important. <laughs> so talking tau with yes. Keith. Well, I got one more update. Yes, so not I, erase that. I, I told a story about how I shot at a tau player and watched them walk off the board through the benefit of alcohol. I now remember who that was. It was Keith. The guy sitting right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> We played at the same league at Addie's Games in Poway. And but remember, it was a small store. It was a very small store. And it was a very weird mission where we were both like on <laughs> not the footing we were supposed to be. So the mission ended up being where I had to fend space and he had to attack space. Keep in mind, at the time, you were Tyranids and I was Tau. I'm playing Tyranids and he's playing Tau, which is the exact opposite of what our armies want to do. He wants to defend <laughs> and I want to attack. So I get turn one. He gets he gets the top, the, the bottom of turn one. I do nothing turn one. He then walks onto the board. And then I proceed to shoot the living bejesus out of it. And then I drop a Doom of Melanti back when that was Fuck a model. that. Between two... <laughs> Riptides. Fuck the Doom of Melanti. And it ate both of them. <laughs> oh my fucking God. There were two things I hated before 7th edition happened. Doom of Melanti and Space Wolves had this weird power. It would draw a line, oh, like a 12 inch line. Jaws. And Jaws. you had to take an initiative check. And Tau had initiative two. Yeah. So we had to pass that on a one or a two. Otherwise, the model was eaten alive. I had a player, Matt Savage. Who uh, Savage. would drop? Him, he yeah. would drop two of those fucking librarians and just like eat up my broadsides, a couple of riptides, and he got really pissed off when I discovered that we had intercept for everything, and he does not live that down. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, tower intercept, goddamn. Even yeah. so, basically, you get a second shooting phase. Yes. Yeah. Sweet. Even sweet. today, he still begrudges my <sighs> use of towel. Back in seventh edition, is he still playing at ease? He still does. Yes. Oh, sweet. Still playing Blood Angels. Yeah. Occasionally he'll do like Thousand Suns and maybe he'll uh, do a foray into Necrons, but I don't know. The moment he's usually just doing Blood Angels. Is he still playing Sergeant Barbecue? Necrons. Yeah, I think so. I actually haven't played him specifically in a while. And have you seen the Storm Raven that looks like the Winnebago from Space uh, <laughs> I mean, he's so proud of that motherfucker. He, it's like... <laughs> he, he painted a Storm Raven to look like the Winnebago from Spaceballs. Ray doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about right now. I have a memory of something that does not have a memory. <laughs> so so Spaceballs was a spoof on Star Wars. And the Millennium okay. Falcon okay, okay, in okay. that was a That's flying one, space was Winnebago. Flying Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, so you painted up it's it's amazing. So just to let you all know out there, I'm one of those people that can watch a fucking movie. <laughs> Walk and out of the all movie. All about it. And then when you go, as we're eating dinner after the movie or whatever, and you go, hey, you remember that one part of the movie? 
I'm going to tell you no. (laughs) (laughs) That is a special piece of the movie. (laughs) Then your response will be, but you were laughing to it. And I was like, yeah, it was probably funny. At the time. At the time. (laughs) Jesus. That's me. You know, it's it's Hobbit memory. Very short. (laughs) Very short. So we have broken into what we were drinking number two. C. C. Right. That means yes in Spanish. Yeah, that's why you have the Raiders Cup. (laughs) 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 Raiders! Go Raiders! Raiders. (laughs) Hey! So, Ray. Raider Ray. Tell tell me what we're. (laughs) Oh my god. I already know when I go to fucking Monkey Con, they're going to be fucking using that shit. He is so salty right now. (laughs) Tell us what we're drinking, Raider Ray. (laughs) Well, that's a fucking inline IPA, a 7.5 APV fucking from the Garage Brewing uh, Company down in Temecula, California. That's what we're drinking, Andy. Fucks. (laughs) You motherfucker, you know I hate... Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking racial shit. <laughs> when you know I don't quote unquote identify as fucking Mexican or white. <laughs> I'm a fucking American, you fucking assholes. Oh, fuck, I'm dying. A Hobbit American. A Hobbiton American. <laughs> oh, that was good. So talking okay. towel with Keith, talk motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Now, Keith, get it right. <laughs> All right. So I want to talk about the units that I like before I get into this. The the things that actually do well, – what the fuck are you trying to show me right now? You know I can't multitask. Okay. So you're whatever. supposed to be white. You should be able to. Dude, I don't – I'm a fucking guy. You're white, though. You're a white male, master of the universe. We have it all. Who gives a fuck? I am a one thought kind of guy. Don't show me something. All right. So – all right, you just you added. See the, your white you man used to working notes. for it. No, I didn't. Right. They've been in there since Bullshit. fucking Monday. Bullshit. All right, so fine. Fuck. All right, Jesus Christ. So the things I <laughs> like keep... in this codex, I'm gonna rapid fire this shit. All right. So I like Croot. All right. They're Groot? five points now. I like Croot, not Groot, motherfucker. Croot. Hey, I, Groot's cool. Actually, I, I, I like Groot. Might be an interesting conversion. You get the fucking tr- Sylvaneth, the tree people. Yeah. That actually could be kind of interesting. And you put guns on them. Yes. That would be hard, wouldn't it? I like that. And beaks. Yeah. Anyways, so I like Kroot. So, in, in my <laughs> Eldar army, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know why that was funny. <laughs> Ray just gave I, this look. I, <laughs> I forgot how much a lightweight Keith is. <laughs> yeah. Th- there's a story dealing with Dragon. If you were friends with me on Facebook, Dragon! you saw. <laughs> you saw Dragon. <laughs> Across the Facebooks during LVO <laughs> on Saturday night, I believe it was. Yeah. Oh, Anyways. All right. So you you like do it. Fruit. So this why? part of the show is you. So you go. You got it. All right. So <laughs> one, as Andy mentioned earlier, one of the crucial elements in the game, something you need to be prepared for, something that can charge you turn one. So you need something to eat that charge. Now, fruit are five points apiece. Now they're going to die. You, own, mm-hmm. you include them in the list expecting them to die, but that's fine. You got to expect in chess to lose the occasional pawn and Kroot will fill that spot. In addition to that, not just being there, but they can move before the game begins. Kind of like a scout move like in the previous edition. That's what I like about them. Right, like so, the extra so you get an extra move. No, extra move. Does it say – does it give you a set 
inches moves or is it an extra move? I'm gonna look right now. I believe it was seven. Because inches. if it's if it's an extra move like the the <clears throat> sisters of battle have, uh, they can move. You can advance with those. Moving it. Well, don't. Yeah. Okay, so it's um. Their standard movement is seven, and before the game begins, you can move this unit up to seven inches, but it cannot end this move within nine inches of any enemy models. Okay, so it gives you the seven inches. This yes. Unlike this, this is a battle one. The fucking tanks were like, you get a free movement phase. So at five points apiece, you can easily fit 19 bodies for less than 100 points, and that's what I really like about that unit. It's going to die. That's fine. You know, I just want to prevent somebody from deep striking too close to the units that are actually going to be doing my damage. Yeah, and if you deploy them on the line and then you move that seven inches, knowing for, that, say someone has turn one, like I, for instance, have turn one, right? right? You push out that threat radius another seven inches. Exactly. Right away from you. And if depending on how you deploy it and how you set it up, like two or three or even four like guys deep, mm-hmm. like... I'm going to give you this unit. Go ahead and eat it. But now you're way far away from me. Now, the reason why you would want to consider something like this, because as most players know, stealth suits will deploy like scouts and like nerglings. Um, their, their deployment type prevents them from uh, deploying within 12 inches of uh, an enemy unit or a front line, something like that. Right. So um, real quick, do the stealth suits deploy during your deployment or yes. at before the game? No, starts? during the deployment phase. That's good. So That's like good. scouts and like nerglings, not like Eldar Rangers. So Truly you start sometimes. with them first if your opponent also has such units. Now, the crew, they're still going so to So they be... deploy within 12 inches of a unit or a deployment zone? Um, I'll look it up, but I'm pretty sure it's it's I'm pretty sure it's another unit, which effectively makes it... De- and they can't deploy in the deployment zone. I oh, okay, so you're, that you're in a so you're, deployment zone and... You cannot be in your opponent's deployment zone and you must be... Uh, motherfucker. See, I wasn't, getting, I wasn't ready for that yet. Jesus Christ. All right, so infiltrators, during deployment, this unit and any accompanying drones can set up anywhere on the battlefield that is not within your opponent's deployment zone and more than 12 inches from an enemy unit. So at Well, most, that's pretty good because be- if you deploy them like when your first unit you deploy, this is like old Nurgling deployment where you deploy nine inches away from an enemy unit. Yeah, 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 they have to go a little further away, but that's fine, right? But if so, – so let's say you're outside your enemy's deployment zone, your first deployment, you deploy these guys – 12 inches away. Right on the deployment line. Yep. Just offside of it. And that's going to prevent nerglings from coming closer to your deployment zone, uh, giving your opponent a, a zone to the deep strike something. Right. On the first turn. Right. Now, crew, so there's still there's still a, a, about a 12-inch space. It depends on which deployment zone you're, you're using, deployment type. If you're using that weird one that's got the circle in the middle, it's going to be a little bit different. But crew can help fill the gap between the stealth suits and your actual squishy units. I don't think I would actually ever use them to go the full seven inches because I still like to have that nine inch bubble, but it just depends. Depends on who I'm playing against. Depends on on how much I'm filling up my backfield. As uh, when I was playing with my Eldar, the way I played it is for three rounds, you could not deep strike something in my backfield unless I let you do it. Um, if I knew you're deep striking, that's crucial. Then, you know, because rape charges not allowing to apply in your backfield. That's, yeah. you know, you don't want to... Did you just say rape charges? Yeah, you don't want to be, you know... Rape charges? Yeah, <laughs> deploying... like you, you Is that ask, really a term, rape charges? Yeah, you gotta, I mean, you gotta ask for the permission for deploying in someone's backfield. <laughs> I mean... It was I'm a long cringing, way for I'm that joke, Ray. It was a long way. For you he was guys. too white. He was too white to get it. <laughs> no. no, just... <laughs> Funny. There's no Bill Cosby in here. Okay, you have to ask permission first. 
right, so. <laughs> crew, crew good. So good right? Crew good. Crew good. Crew good. good. Check. All right, another unit I like. Another put, unit. It, put it pops. And crew good. <laughs> <laughs> it's Saturday, guys. <laughs> Nobody works tomorrow. <laughs> Except me. <laughs> oh, you poor sob. <laughs> he works at home. Don't even fucking feel bad about him. Going to LA tomorrow. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, so the next unit I like are Fire Warriors. Some things that the meta is moving towards lots of bodies. It's been kind of sitting there. Well, oh, there no, no, I'm not right? I'm not shaking my head like, no, they're not. I'm shaking my head like, yeah, it is. And it's really annoying. But chess clocks. I know, I know, but still, I mean... But Tau have an advantage. They don't move. <laughs> I think you're still going to want to move with the fireworks, and here's the, here's the deal, right? So the the um, fire blade and fire, war com- fire warrior combo is that when you're half range, you get an additional shot. So now each fire warrior is shooting three strength five shots. Um, you get a five unit, five man unit for 35 points. You're now pumping out 15 shots at 15 inches. And you can amplify that with some other abilities, which we'll get in later. Mm-hmm. But if you start putting a lot of Fire Warriors in your list, you have the potential of putting out an impressive amount of Strength 5 shooting. That means nearly any infantry in the game, you're wounding them on threes. Now, I understand that against T3 bodies, you're still wounding them on threes because that, that was the benefit back in 6th and 7th edition. We were wounding Eldar and a lot of other uh, weak little piddling things on twos. Well, you could wound them on twos. If you really want to, you can. I'm I'm not saying you're going you to, but if like it's really important, you could wound them on three. Yes, but I think still in even eighth edition, we're R2's working enemy. around marine equivalents. You know, yeah, we always so, think around T4, T3. So yeah, you know, we're always we're always thinking bodies. the marine equivalent. If I if I can if I can wound extra on a T4 model, that's where I would need to be. And for how inexpensive you're, how little points you're spending on that unit, having them put out that much fire that's wounded on threes is really impressive. How much so, is a unit of 10? Unit, uh, they're uh, seven points each, so that puts them at 70 points for unit 10. Jesus. Yes. So it's, good. it's pretty good. That's where I'm going. So Fire Warriors are actually a really great <clears throat> troop choice. Yes, they hit on fours, but they also have a four-up armor. What's the other troop choices you have? for Fruit and uh, – so there's two versions of the Fire Warriors. I In this discussion, I'm talking about the Strikers, which are the long-range version. The Breachers are more like shotguns. Now, okay. those guys, their their weapons are really great. Those guys, those guys are cute. They're cute, yeah, They're right. Cute. So if, your fires are closer to, like, they're like scouts almost, essentially, if you want to do the marine equivalent of the T4. Yeah, they're like T3. I mean. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm just drunk. They're not. They're not. Scouts fill a different role. There, There's yeah, a different purpose for scouts yeah. in a marine list, and that is. Area denial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, forward area denial. Deep strike sure. denial, right? Yeah, yeah. So fire warriors, they can still do area denial just because you're taking quite a few of them, right. but they're not going to be forward deployed. Sure, sure. Fire warriors are actually killing things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and there's also that, right? So yeah. strength five is going to go a long ways. I'm just thinking about, like, where the game is in eighth edition and where, you know, detachments are and how many troop choices you have. And you've got two kinds of fire warriors and crew, and then crew don't get the the benefit of the SEP tactics unless you no. take something else. So you really your only troop choice in a Tau army outside, you know, is Fire Warrior. So it's I think it's good that they have something really, you know, really good to work with. Yes. Now strikers can be used, but you have to build the list to do it. And I think the only way to really make them work is to give them Devilfish, 
the the transport and to get them close. And you got to re- run them as Fish of Vyorlov because they don't <laughs> care about advancing and firing. There's no negative bonuses and no, yeah. no negative modifiers to hit. Um, but they're only <coughs> better focus. They're only I know right. They're only they're only better than regular strikers. You're fucking fairy dust shit. <laughs> It's much There's better. Fairy dust love. There's little little hearts kissing each other. Poof! Pocket ten. Yeah. <laughs> so they're only better than regular strikers at ten inches, and that's real fucking close. That is really fucking close. They become two shots at strength five minus one. Yeah, they pretty much come to. If I don't kill you, I die. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. I breachers. Unfortunately, I don't think they're competitive. You could probably make them work, but I don't. I feel like the striker variant is better because you, you want to be away longer. you want to yeah. be a distance yeah. that the, the strikers uh don't want to be close they can do their damage from a reasonable distance um the 15 inches you're probably going to get charged by whatever comes after that now the, the one counterpoint though for strikers though as like a counter assault unit obviously they're not going to go in and assault said <laughs> unit but that assault unit's going to come to you and they're going to be in that range right yeah so you know blood angels i mean Blood letters don't really matter. They have a fucking invul. But, like, other things that are going to assault you, like, they could be... If you have one unit in your backfield, right, mm-hmm. they they could counterpunch some things because, I mean, falling back is a thing. Um, I mean, obviously, not that you suck at deployment and you got locked into combat, but I don't know. There's, there's, there is a use for them, but I do agree, I do agree really with like, you that I, the Fire Warriors are... Right, what are they called? Strikers. The strikers, strikers are yeah. are much better for a tell. There's always a place for counterpunch units. Like, you know, there everyone can use one because at some point you're going to face an assault army. That's because gonna... I mean, you got to look at tell. Like, they don't have assault units, so that yeah. would be their counter assault unit. And yeah. if you took them in the tau sept, I know we'll, we'll probably get there. But if you took them in the tau sept, you know, maybe that would be something that would work. Yeah, especially because if you're charging. A fire warrior unit, you're getting triple tapped. Yeah. And so when you're hitting, when you're overwatching on fives, that's impressive. Yeah. You're, getting, you're in about three hits. That's where that's that, that's where that towel fucking set comes in. It's like, it scares the fuck be, out of me. It scares the fuck out I of me. I really hope you don't does. roll fives, I guess. Oh, great. You rolled 25. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you're I think you're exaggerating just a teeny bit. But you picked yeah. up Hayden's dice, you roll a bunch of fives. No, but when you have, like, how many units are within six inches of the unit I'm assaulting? Yeah. So other units that I like, um, we've got the Cold Star Commander suit. That guy is, in my personal pick, like most improved, even outside the fucking uh, a Riptide, because of the simple fact you can take weapons. So, so those who don't know, the Cold Star battle suit used to be locked to a missile pod and a, a high output burst cannon. Those are the only weapons it could take. It's a strength seven weapon for the first one and a bunch of strength five for the second weapon. And we and, all know I'm all about movement. So I was always like, because I study other armies, right? And I was like, man, this guy'd be so good if he could have like fusion blasters. More guns, right? So the <laughs> more codex, guns, more guns. The codex opened up all the crisis suit weapons for the Cold Star. So now uh, the, the the Cold Star base movement is 20. And when it advances, it moves another 20. All the, well, not all. There's the plasma rifle, the only exception, but the rest of the weapons it can take are assault weapons. So it's still shooting after it moves 40 inches. Now, Threes. our fusion guns, our melted guns are range 18, and we're melta, the, the extra D6, you take the highest at nine inches. So you've got a very effective melta platform. 
or whatever weapon you want to put because there's in my opinion there's three weapons that work well in crisis suits and that shit's scary i mean you you oh, play yeah. in ari I, I obviously play in ari like your brain's always out in that bubble right she's always just uh, like i got all you guys around me no one's in mm. deep strike when you have a fucker that can move 40 fucking inches just shoot fucking melt at me yeah. that's fucking scary yeah fuck all that noise <laughs> and and there's so there's two variants of the cold star i like there's the, the fusion blaster one which we've already mentioned um in my list I'm intending to run him with three fusion blasters and a shield generator to give him a four pin bowl. If he's going to be so deep in that shit, he needs to have some protection. Nah, I think I think he's such a suicide unit. I mean, four pin bowl. If I if I want him dead, he's going to be dead. I understand, and but we'll get to what I intend to do with that cold star in a minute. But the other the other variant I really enjoy is the double burst cannon with the high high output burst cannon. That is sixteen. Strength five shots. If you give them the advanced targeting system, they're all at minus, minus one. one. And you're moving 40 inches. Now, this is not the unit you put into your opponent's backfield. This is the unit you chase after something that's out of line of sight. You put that behind the cover. You put it in the building or whatever, and you're shooting 16 shots. That Even there's, without mark lights. There's still infantry, right? On three. There's still infantry? Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to double check. I apologize, guys. <laughs> I mean, so, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're a commander in really a suit. You on here because you said you knew more than Alex. I, I mean, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I got some of the really good rules right. All right, so this little, little okay. So crisis, uh, he is battlesuit commander, uh, so he's not infantry. So you're not gonna be able to put him into a, uh, an enclosed building, but he still has fly, so you can still leverage Jump that to put him the on top of. of no, yeah. I mean, but. I mean, that's something to take into account, like especially in the ITC side, because we're West Coast, so yeah. we play all ITC. We're the best it's, coast. It, it, <sighs> it's very important to know which and which of your enemy's units are actually infantry, because mm-hmm. it it will change the way you deploy or change the way you move, because infantry can't go in those four wall buildings here in the ITC. Infantry no, can't infantry can. Ever- can well, I mean, I'm can't. yeah, whatever. I've been drinking a lot, so. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> drink some more. <laughs> so if it's a non-infantry, like he's non-infantry, is he have any keyword monster some shit? Uh, it's like jetpack and battlesuit and okay, so just he non-infantry. he wouldn't be able to go into those enclosed buildings and shoot them like you're saying. Yes, right, but still he can jump over things because he's fly. Yeah, and and while now, I understand we do have the smart missiles which <laughs> don't give a fuck about line of sight, um, some of the platforms that take that weapon, it, it's it's. I'm not thrilled about them. I'm not thrilled about the hammerhead. I'm not thrilled about yeah, the riptide. Long strike's a thing, man. Long strike is a thing, but he's also a um, close to 200 point thing. I and the only he, other weapon I didn't got, know he was that expensive. Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty. Uh, I know that when I was trying to fit him in the list, I gave him um, the ion cannon, which is cheaper than the railgun. Um, I gave him smart missiles, and I gave him two seeker missiles. You, um, you take the ion cannon over the rail cannon. Rail cannon has access to uh, mortal wounds. You're it was trying to make it as cheap as possible to fit it in there. Not even. It's not even that. It's not even that. I really. I mean, you can put as much lube as you want. I mean, <laughs> you, you might could, as well you just try double bagging size. it, but it won't fit in. You got to squeeze that lube on there. But if you know, if the rail can ain't fitting, you go with the ion. You cannon. just got to put the lube all over the fat ass and get it go. glistening. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So here's the reason why. <laughs> he just rolled right I know, past it. I know. I mean, you guys can talk whatever the fuck you want. I mean, I came here to talk about Tao, so. <laughs> All right. So 
you know, early in the discussion, I talked about Dark Elder. One of the reasons why I really dove away from it is I don't like D6 variable damage. Yeah. It is too spiky. Yes, you can land those sixes. I'd rather have three straight up damage. It's not it's not the fact that you get them on sixes, though. You could, you could possibly get them on fives. You get the more wounds on five. That's really good. I know. Well, actually, no. Okay, so so long strike, he gets plus one wound against monsters and vehicles. Yeah. So, so naturally, yes. Naturally, yes, against whatever you're likely shooting at with him. I mean, you're not going to shoot it. You're not going to shoot that rail gun at an infantry that's fucking retarded. You could. Shoot at a vehicle. You could, Keith. And you will kill the fuck. Out <laughs> You'll of kill the fuck out of a cultist. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you will. But that's probably all. Now, granted, the mortal wound could spill over. Yeah. So that's so. two cultists. <laughs> well, actually, is it D three or just one? It's D three. It's D three. Okay. So Three it's, cultists. It's, <laughs> no, it's four cultists four just cultists. dead as fuck. All right. And, and they will not come back. Cultists. Yeah, they will yeah. not come back because of whatever bullshit rule they have. <laughs> so the reason why I like the ion cannon better is it's it's still about the same range. All right. I know. I mean, come on. You bring me to talk about Tau. I'm going to talk about Tau. All right. So it's it's still 60-inch range, which is pretty much the table. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> we brought you to talk about dicks and butts. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dodo launchers. <laughs> So iron cannon, iron, iron cannon. cannon, right? So you so you're still gonna shoot um, long strike at something big, at monsters and vehicles. When you overcharge the ion cannon, strength eight um, minus two, which is our magic number, right? Right? Yeah, I love magic. So you I love, love two. You love minus two, I love right? Two. And then it's three flat damage. I don't like one up saves, but I like minus two. You like minus two? Yeah. Yes. So it is. It's a flat three damage. Now. When I was evaluating if I wanted long strike in my list, it's that D6 number of shots that still kind of shied me away from running hammerheads. It's still a pretty decent idea because long strike, he provides a six inch bubble of plus one to hit. So if you bring more hammerheads, you're bringing, you're amplifying his effect. Um, that's why I also wanted to include seeker missiles because the first turn that they get to do their, that they blow their load, it's still D6 variable damage, but you're likely to be wounding whatever you're shooting at on twos. Yeah. And then you pop the um, you pop a focus fire, and now your other hammerheads are also wounding on twos. See, so- but I don't, I don't know, because you you need mortal wounds in list. You need access to them. Yeah, and Tau have very little access to them. That is correct. And I think mortal wounds are very important. I just don't like the idea of one shot. Well, it's one it, shot. If it was two shots, I would include them. Okay, but Monstrike isn't like you say going to be shooting at those cultists, right? He's not going to be doing that. Yes, he's going to be shooting at the big things. So you <sighs> want him to have that mortal wound thing, like. But what if you're playing against a list that doesn't have a big thing? Then you charge shit and just fucking prevent him from fucking. What if you're shooting? playing a Nick Nanavati list, and well, that demon prince is definitely not in front. He's gonna be in front sometime, I guarantee. That you. is why I don't like the rail any any version of the railgun. He still has smart missile systems, which will still fuck up cultists. It's true, true. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. I like smart missiles. I like them, but I just don't like the platforms that they have to be included on. The only way you can get them, uh, you got the hammerheads, riptides, uh, broadsides. Are you and saying you don't like surge. riptides? One or two riptides is pretty good. He's saying he doesn't like riptides. I know, and I got it's fucking coming. six of them. I got six riptides at home. And my list. It's coming. Hey, two Riptides is the absolute most I think a list should have. 
I agree. Like absolute most. That includes that includes if you if you any Riptide variant. I I agree with you on any Riptide variant. If you got a regular Riptide in the Avara, that is it. Do not include any more. I don't know. I I think if you two regular Riptides in a so here's the deal. So the Ion Accelerator. I do not like. Again, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't like that. I don't like here. that because it's D6. I don't like variable shots unless it's like a lot of them where you can manipulate it somehow, right? Um, the heavy. If you're going to take a Riptide, the Heavy Burst Cannon variant is definitely the better option. It's so many shots at a decent strength, and you've still got the, the Smart Missile system. It's great. It's not, it's not only that. It's that even if they shoot at you, you have like the different stratagems to have the three-up invul and shoot a lot. Mm-hmm. Or move and shoot a and lot. Don't get me wrong. I still think one. I, I have one left. wound left, and I can fucking give the one stratagem to. I shoot normal, really fucking good. I don't. It's like the stimulant injector. Stimulant injector. Which, by the way, per fucking goddamn stupid ass GW flowchart, you could still give a riptide a fucking stim injector. And then use the fucking and then use the fucking strategy. So, so you know tell you about handing your list and your codex over to someone who doesn't play it? It's yeah. so fucking stupid. Well, and what's silly is I should have thought about that too, because I run you're the one that t- with the Banshee map. You're the one that, I don't want to explain it to you're you. You're the one that explained it. I just think, well, like you, you, you drew it in crayon for me to understand. <laughs> <laughs> and then you See, eat some ice cream. I'll admit, I didn't play index tau, so that's something I wasn't even considering. Right. So that that is my my that how I missed that part, but I don't right. know. You I don't know how win. many points it but, is. But the stimulant injector was different than what it has. Yeah, the, the stimulant injector was a film pain. Yes, and in the codex, stimulant injector is non-existent. So, for reference, the stimulant injector stratagem now allows uh, a battle suit to fire at its. Um, God, you're best so white. You always go back to explain shit. Exactly. Well, these people are going to know. Some of these people, a lot of these people, don't play tally. A lot of white tally. people. Play the game, right? There is a lot of white because the white privilege allows them to have money and they can buy this game. <laughs> I, I get it. Mexicans too busy working their freaking job as a you know. Hey, I mow a lot a, of fucking landscapes. <laughs> <laughs> Which Home Depot do you like the most? Yeah. <laughs> the one here in Miranda is pretty good. They give us fucking shade and shit. It's pretty good. The one that rents U Haul truck. That's my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> so. So racist for a second, it was amazing. <laughs> I got so over Keith there. or me? Oh yeah, yeah I got fuck you, Keith. Keith. <laughs> that was your favorite. <laughs> One of those racist things, other than Josh saying that a black dick was more offensive than a white dick. <laughs> <laughs> when he said, "Put a big black dildo up in your man," I'm like, "Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Why is it a black dildo more offensive than a white dildo? You racist motherfucker!" <laughs> well, a black d- dildo would be unpainted. <laughs> <laughs> so, fun story about black dildos. Oh <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the show! <laughs> black dildos. So funny story about black dildos. So funny That's story of black dildos, Goki. Go. <laughs> so, in, in a previous life, uh, meaning just a couple years ago, previous I was working life. for an armored truck company. Uh-huh. Taking money from people and they were paying me to do it. Right? Mm-hmm. And one of our customers is a local adult store, right? <laughs> Selling sex toys, lube, 
videos. Like, we know everything. what fucking adult store right. is, Keith. So, Come on. So I need We're to not explain. fucking 12. Hang on. All right. So the area I was, this one adult store in is, is Hillcrest. For those who don't know, it's, oh, it's very a gay, gay pride. Like it's not, it's not fucking, very. It is, it is the gay pride. Of gayness in California. I mean, it, so you walk into this adult store and it's banana hammocks for fucking days. It's the <laughs> very first thing you see when you walk in there. There's, I mean, it's hard to not look. And the and 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 uh, the really awkward part too is when we first started servicing this customer. The more awkward part. Oh of God. The gayest part of sound. The, the manager. <laughs> the first the manager, part of servicing this company. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the manager had no arm below the elbow right it was this weird like little stump oh, and, and like sucks. and like watch him try to seal these bags you know you have to look away because you don't you feel bad for the guy trying to seal the bags and so you're looking at the rest of the store with the banana hammocks and the fucking like five inch in diameter dildo up on the wall black as shit and just just like it, it's like on display in the store like this is what you could have if you try hard enough <laughs> <laughs> you you can accomplish this <laughs> if you put your mind to it <laughs> your mind to it. if you put your asshole to it <laughs> you can get this five inch diameter enough lube on it <laughs> You can get this in your ass. <laughs> we did talk about lube earlier. Lube on a fat ass is great. So that's my fun story about a big black dildo. This is where Nick Hill would say, this is the part where you guys go too far and you stick it beyond. <laughs> I think this is just fine. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> so where were we about what what's your highlights? I don't remember. I was talking about cold stars. Yeah, cold stars. Right, rail cold guns. stars. Cold rail guns. guns. So rail guns. Are we past cold stars? Launch, right. Cold yeah, stars cold are good. done. We got. You can right. take multiple so weapons. Got hammerheads it. are decent. I think you can still find a place for them, but they need to be in the in a tau detachment, and you need to be utilizing focus fire in order to make the best out of them. Um, Why do they have to be in tau detachment? Because there's the focus fire stratagem is tau specific. Tau sept specific. Really? Yes. Oh fuck. That's good to know. Yes. So it out is. there, member. Focus fire, which is the plus Before one I to wound rate. Right? Yes, plus one to wound. Uh Tau so use this stratagem. It's three command points, so it's an investment. But you're it's gonna kill that motherfucker, good, right? Use this stratagem after a Tau sept unit from your army inflicts an unsafe wound on an enemy unit in the shooting phase. You can add one to wound rolls for any other Tau Sept units from your army that target the same unit in this phase. Same enemy unit, pardon me. Man, that, that, I didn't know that that stratagem was Tau specific, but I think that pretty much locks down kind of like the Kronos in uh, yeah. Tyranids, is yeah. that it kind of locks that down to being a primary faction, especially in today's meta. Yes. Right? Yes. So that's why I kind of like, I, now the rail guns, it, that means you're with with long strike. If you so, can get something else to do the unsafe wound, i.e., a cold star with fusion blasters, right? He's probably if you can get up there, he's probably he's likely to get an unsafe wound on something. You put a bunch right? of fire warriors shoot at a flying hive tyrant. Uh, no, you gotta you gotta do something you're, you're that's gonna, gonna guarantee the wound. You're gonna well, you need to guarantee do the something that's gonna guarantee the wound first, and then you start stacking the, the, the stuff. The fire warriors aren't gonna get the wound on them. It's well, going to take. Well, yeah, you know what I'm saying, though. But you get 12 firewars in a unit, right? You can get up to 12. Yes, up to 12. But he wants to run fives. But you're shooting what three or shots? Or up to nine? Three shots at 15 inches. 
15 inches. Well, I'm going to be within 15 inches with the flying hive tyrant. Like that's yes. going to happen. No, but you know, you're going to get a, I fail enough four ups and three ups. Like I, that, that's happened plenty no, of times. No, you don't. There yeah, are better ways. There are better ways to get that. Uh, in a tournament yeah. setting, yes, you do. But when we're playing in your garage, no, you don't. Well, in my garage, I'm fucking amazing. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> my wife could tell you how amazing <laughs> I am in my garage. <laughs> you want me to leave again? I mean, <laughs> maybe we should bring her in and get her actual opinion on how you are in the garage. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Garage review 101. Mm-hmm. All right. So the last unit I want to talk about that I actually kind of enjoy. This one is, is I believe, is slightly better than the Riptide, but you need to support it right. And that is ghost actually kill? the broadside. Oh. I, I, ghost kill, I think. is. Are you a missile man or a, a rail cannon guy? See, here's the deal. I actually like the missile pod more. God damn it. I, and it, it just boils down to it's so many fucking shots. Now, now you this saying, rail gun. You saying that. You don't feel that the rest of your army already fulfills that high output volume to where you need those solid shots? See, but that's when the focus fire strategy comes in. I get I you get No, I get that. And I'm already taking that into account of focus fire can kill one thing really, really well. I'm not discrediting that. I'm saying like when you play the list that have multiple razorback spams or multiple mm-hmm. rhinos and they're gonna be rushing you, you know, fucking there's corn berserkers in there or there's a shit ton of Razorbacks. Wouldn't you want to have the rail cannons where they can kill their own Razorback on their own? Here's, yes, here, here's, my, I, concern. I, I know, here's I know, my concern. I know you're the D6 variable guy and you don't fucking like that shit. Now, I, even, even disregarding that. No, real right? quick, just quick okay, step okay, back. Okay, go for it, go for it. Quick step back. The broadsides, do they still do mortal wounds on sixes? Uh, with the heavy rail cannon, uh, I believe so. Heavy rail, can- heavy rail cannon... Um, yep, for every wound of a six, the unit suffers a mortal wound. Just one, not D3. Just one. Oh, just one. Okay. Is that on top of the regular damage, or is that an Yes. Idiot? No, it's on top of it. So it's in addition it's to... It's kind of like a sniper so rifle. So you, yeah. you have a chance to do seven wounds. So it's a target. wound plus a mortal wound, right? Yeah. It, well, but it, yeah, pretty much. You have a chance to do up to seven. Okay, continue. I know I interrupted so, you. I just... So here's my problem with that. That's what I do. Broadside still hit on fours. Some of the things you're shooting at a distance are probably benefiting from at least a minus one to hit. Fours, reroll ones. Okay, come so, on, let's be real. But you got to get the mark light down there. Now, you like you guys like the rail cans because of the, the range, 60 inches. Marker lights are not 60 inches. Now, there are still ways, like I mentioned earlier in this podcast, to get marker lights that far away. But the the typical units that are giving the marker lights, the, the Farsight... That the fire sight marksmen, the fire blades, the pathfinders—they're not moving that far. They're not getting mark lights down range, so it is entirely likely that those two two strength eight shots are only hitting on fives at average, fours at best. Fives? What would you be hitting on fours? If there's minus one to hit, then they're hitting on fives. Hey, Grant, that's that's true. definitely now that's the true. only way to get them back to if it's something like a like a um um. If it's any vehicle that's spending from a minus one to hit, the only way to get them back to fours is to get five mark lights on that one unit. And again, you're limited by the range of your mark lights only being 36, and you need five mark lights to do it. Yeah. So okay. that is my counterpoint to rail cannons. Now, now my counter to the counter is that the rail cannons <laughs> definitely look better than the fucking... Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. You're looking at the sheet, but 
when you're building a list, it's like you the don't... big boobs of the freaking Tau Codex. Yeah, the the rail yeah. cannon is like good. like double D's, and the missiles are like a good C. Don't give. But, I, but, I, but in the end, you want the V. Well, fuck! If we get some V, that's where I you're mean, putting the D. We don't even need a screw. I could just titty fuck <laughs> you all day. I think, I think Ray just wants the A. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> he wants the D in the A. D in the A. Are you talking about asshole? No, no I'm Ray. very confused no, right Ray. now. In the A, the it's audio. Not, it's not, it's not audio. audio. <laughs> the audio head. <laughs> <laughs> so I am a fan. I'm more of a fan of the the heavy high yield missile pod on the broadside, but you need to support them well to do it. Either either give them advanced targeting systems so that's an additional minus one on the rend, or and hear me out on this one. I think that's a must. Or and hear me out on this one, the velocity tracker. Velocity tracker is a two point war gear that gives you plus one hit against flying units. Now, what's going to be very popular in the meta coming up is flyrants. Well, right. They well, yeah. So yeah, armor. So I just quick rundown, right? Flyrants, Magnus, Mortarian. Basically, any Eldar Shining spears, any Eldar, yes, Death key Company key units, yes, uh, Death Company don't all fly. Well, so, they're gonna carry jump packs. They're not carrying jump packs. And- don't oh, Death Company. I was thinking about Death Guard. Sorry, Death Company. I can see it. So I'm starting to see uh, flies it, everywhere in the meta right now. It is. And, What's and, the AP of the missile? And for two points, the Iod missile pod is only one, but against some of these units like a Flyrant. It's a three up armor and a four up invul. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So the extra minus one is not going to give a fuck. Now the high yield missile pod will benefit it from it in that case because it starts at rent zero, but the high yield missile pod, which is going to be shooting at the flyrant, doesn't need additional minus one. No. Right. So and and What's range of, but shining spears, points. death company, anything. Well, shi- well, shining spears too. You just need a minus one. Exactly. Yeah. So the high yield missile pod is only range thirty six. And the smart missile, sorry, uh, yeah, smart missiles is range thirty. So there's there's two ways you can run broadsides, missile sides. It's either going to be the Tau Sept for the the five up on Overwatch when you got that many shots. If you could, if in the perfect world scenario your opponent has no shooting but only deep striking assault or something that's fast, if you take that a big crew unit. And line them up so that a lot of your army is within six across the whole board. Now, uh, granted, that is the perfect world scenario, and your opponent it doesn't. Has no it, it doesn't even matter because most chaos units, like I said in a previous podcast, that most chaos armies they don't have a lot of shooting. Their their shooting is Cold fucking coldest bombs, obliterators. That, to be fair, that is a pretty a good Scorpius maybe. Yeah, uh, only because Hayden runs Scorpius, and the, I haven't they're, seen they're, anywhere else. Yeah. I've seen a couple, but I like. Obliterators, their twenty-four inch range is very easy to block out. Yeah. Right? Oh, you're not so easy. you're, you're not going to shoot my important shit that oh, I don't so want easy. to shoot. So easy. Um, the coldest bomb, sure. I have a two-up save. Oh, I'm also in cover. Like, I have a one-up save, which you have no rent, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Let that thought click just a little bit, Ray. <laughs> yeah, it's the thought thinking is a little bit slow right now. So that's why <laughs> he I, just woke up and now he's drunk. Are we like an hour into this podcast already? Maybe more. How Maybe do you just wake more. up? I was up, worked, and then slept, 
And then now I'm doing this. Yeah. He walked in. He looked like fucking shit. Like he just drank all day. But literally, it's just he took a nap too long. Yeah. It, well, that's every have you guys ever in. took a nap? And then when you woke up, it felt like a truck ran over you. That's how I wake up every time after a nap. I don't like. I don't know why I like taking naps. I like sleeping. Well, in actuality, you should just take a power nap. Like 15 minutes, that will be enough to charge you. I do that at work. And it gets me through the work. While you're driving? Perfectly fine. No, yes, not when I'm driving. While I'm driving. Should we driving. call your boss? <laughs> 19 minutes. How did Down. I get from one store to the next? I Down. don't know. I'm a pilot. Now, just listen. I do get to work, and I park, and I'm like, whoa, how the fuck did I get here? <laughs> All right, I'm on time. Sweet. <laughs> I do it. So back to Tal. So back to Tal. So there are two ways you can run these missile sites, because... Keep in mind, they're shooting 16 shots per broadside. It's eight at the high-yield missile pod and eight at the um, smart missiles. Um, give them something like Velocity Tracker, and they're going to really uh, – so high-yield missile pod, strength seven, minus one, D3 variable damage. Smart missiles, just strength five, AP zero, um, ignores the line of sight, does one damage. Um, that's that's a fair amount of shooting. And that's if you do the plus one to hit flyers. Well, that is a war gear you can take. And it's only two points. If your opponent doesn't have any fly units, oh well. It was two points per broadside. No big fucking deal. And how many broadsides do you like? Each squad can take up to three. Now, here's the limiting factor. Each broadside is actually kind of expensive. Um, I think with the, the high-yield missile pod set up with a seeker missile that, you was, think? that was taken, it's about 145 points. So that does get expensive quick. Each? Each for the unit oh, for a three man unit. Now, so no, no, no each. each or each, each each guy. Yeah, each guy. So here's the oh shit, eat a dick. They get it, they get expensive <laughs> quick, right? So you're not really going to include quick. Like yeah. one that's expensive, <laughs> 145 points. Fuck. So, but you've got to build your so 100 list. points more than a hive guard. But Fuck. again, it's 16 shots. Like it's something you really shouldn't okay. discount, right? Yeah. And it's it's a fair. So here's the here's the profile. It moves only five inches, but you're not really gonna want to move these guys. You're not gonna move yeah, they're not gonna move. Right, ballistic four, strength. Five, uh, who gives a fuck about strength? They're T five with six wounds, um, and a two up save. You park them ah, in cover. They damn. effectively have a one up save, right? And six wounds is actually pretty decent. That's good. Damn. Now, so there's two ways you. you so what's a three man unit gonna cost? Are they infantry? Uh, I doubt. No, I doubt they're they not are. infantry. So it's kind of it's a little bit hard to get cover. But you just put them. Yeah, no, I know. Through. I'm just I'm just saying it's a little bit hard to get cover. Yeah. So, um, they're, well, they're hundred about 140 for the the high yield missile pod. I think it's 142 when you actually add the the velocity tracker. It's somewhere in that ballpark. Um, for a three man unit, that's over 400 points. Now I'm not saying take a three man unit because these guys don't have fly. If you get tagged in combat, you're fucked. Right. Yeah, so, but if, if this is the unit stick in the back, if they get tagged, the in, what's the range of their weapon? Thirty-six and thirty for the high-end missile pod. If they get tagged in combat, it's pretty much game over, anyways. Yeah, they should be in the back. Exactly. You were fucked anyway at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So no um, loop. In one of my lists that I built, not the one that I finalized, um, I had a two-man unit of high-end missile pod, and I actually did take a two-man unit of the rail cannons, the heavy rail guns. Um, I did like the idea of being able to reach out and touch something because. There are going to be some armies that don't have minus one to hit, um, like guard. But I mean, I still went back and forth, and I, I, I'm not a fan of yeah. You can shoot single b- shot. You can shoot basilisks because they're barrels in the air. 
It's great. They're true. But again, Bio I'm Wars, coming from Dark Eldar. Dude, hey, those. it's great telling them, I'm going to shoot your basilisk. Oh, you can't see me. Well, I can see your barrel. Yeah. But it's on the second floor. I don't give a fuck. I can see your barrel. I'm shooting. So you. I'm coming from Dark Eldar <laughs> again, right? The, the only anti tank we've got is Dark Lances. The worth, that's worth a damn, right? So 36 inches on vehicles, it's an assault weapon, which is the only platform you really want to take them on. Um, 36 inches, strength eight, minus four, D6 damage. On a paper plane. Well, I'm just thinking of like, plane. you know, Everyone's gonna have that unit in the backfield. Yes. Oh, you're not gonna shoot that unit. You're not gonna reach that unit. Oh, I got seventy two or I got sixty inches on you. Yeah. I can shoot the table <laughs> next to us. And yeah. and, and broadsides <laughs> also take smart missiles. Smart missiles are a really great weapon system, but And and we've also said in other podcasts, uh, is that shooting out Having a way to shoot units out of line of sight are very important. Is very important. Or very important. have a way to get into those buildings to deal with those units. Yeah, but I, like I said, it's like, you know, I have that Basilisk or the Biovore or the Sakaran or whatever is in the backfield that I don't think, oh, you can't touch that. Oh, no, I've got 60 or 72 inches. I'm touching that thing, right? With this gun that does D6 damage. That could do mortal wounds. Right. Or and, a mortal wound. Or a mortal wound. You know, just putting that on the field makes me think, oh, fuck, my deployment has to be something a little different. Right. So now I'm it's, de- a, it's 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 equivalent to the it's same thing. It's a mind thing. fuck. It's a mind yeah. fuck in your deployment. It's the same equivalent to having a unit in deep strike that you don't really plan to having anything to do with deep strike. It's going to manipulate your opponent to like, okay, I got to make sure he doesn't deep strike in my backfield. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of hindering his movement or something or doing something stupid to keep his 18 inch bubble so you can't deep strike back there. But, but you're not in, deep in reality, you're just deploying on your backfield and hitting 60 inches. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like, so, I, I, that's why I think, and it, Ray keeps coming back to the railgun. I heard you question about the railgun. You're not going with the railgun? Like, why aren't you doing that? It's like, it. think about the deployment. I see railguns. Shit, you're touching my whole board. How do I deploy now? Maybe I put this unit that's really important that doesn't have missing line of sight. I put it in a position where I can now move and then shoot. Right? Yeah. And if I don't get turn one. Okay, I'm good, but if I get turn one now, I have to move, and now I'm hitting on four instead of threes. You know, yeah. it's the psychological factor in the deployment. Now, how am I fuck? It's it, it's like putting a unit of scouts out there without putting a unit of scouts. So um, the two the, in the list where I included the two broadside squads I just mentioned, um, the variant of the heavy rail rifle with smart missiles and velocity tracker and seeker and seeker missiles, the two man squad is 264 points. The high yield missile pod, same setup as 284. So um, I kind of liked it, but I kind of got away from it towards the end. I still kind of prefer the missile pods more just because I think that's where the meta is going. It's going to be horde infantry and something equivalent to Flyrance. You know, I've come, you know, back when we were talking with Alex about this, Tau is used to having the multitude of fire. Well, I mean, like the amount of fire, right? And the railgun doesn't feel like the amount of fire, like the yes. volume of fire, right? But it fills the gap. And we talked about this when we talked with Alex. you got to fill all the gaps, right? Mm-hmm. And if you just do all volume of fire, you're going to miss that one thing that's going to totally I, fuck I do, the world. I do think, though, the velocity track, the two-point upgrade is... Oh, totally worth it. ...is yeah. very worth it. I mean, and, and a lot of people are not going to consider that because they're going to think of the advanced targeting system for additional minus one to rend, and they're going to think of target lock so that the he- the suits with the heavy weapons can still shoot after moving. 
Because, I mean, if you look at the math hammer of everything, if you do more wounds to something or more hits, you're going to get more wounds, right? And if you get more wounds, is the more variable of the failed saves. Because no matter what, you got to roll save. You got to roll dice. Mm-hmm. The more dice you roll, the more chance to fail. Um, if you have the plus one to hit because it's something flying, and if you look at the meta, if you're a person that hates Tal or hates Eldar, sorry, I hate Tal. If you hate Eldar, everyone hates like, Tal. Most of our good units are flying. Our yeah. tanks are are really good units beyond Eldar. Think of all the good no, but units. I, but in I'm, I'm getting into codex. that. Like yeah. Tyranid, Tyranids, you have the Flyrants. Uh, if you're playing against Chaos, you have. If you're gonna go against Magnus, guess what? He flies. Fucking Mortarian, he's flies. Those are those are Demon units princes, that people wings. don't like. Demon princes. And if right. you gain plus one to hit, now the broadside, that one broadside that's shooting sixteen shots, is hit on threes. If that's something you he's shooting at needs to die, he's now hitting on twos, rolling ones. That could be yeah, sixteen re- shots, ones. and half of them strength seven minus one d three damage each shot. Which, all and the, the minus one is very crucial against the Mortarian Magnus because mm-hmm. they have a three up save. A but they have four a four bimble. So as long as you get the minus one, that's all you need. That's yeah. it. You don't need a minus five, minus four. They're going to give a fucking four up save no matter what. Just just throw wounds out. Throw dice at them. Hey, more of a chance for them to fail. Yep. And the take that damage. The lists are going to have something that fly in it. <clears throat> all of them are going to have something that fly. Well, because, because fly is so good. Fly, you get tied in combat. You can fall back. You can fall back if, and shoot. Hey, yeah. if you go against your, your uh, mirror match... Most of your fucking opponent is going to be flying, right? The suits. If they take battle suits, drones, take battle suits, drones vehicles. Yeah. The best units have fly. So you're going to see fly. If you're not taking the thing that... Dark Eldar. Gives, the only no. thing you're not going to get plus one is like fucking guard and orcs. Orcs. No, because they're going to have They do have uh, some fly. Storm they have the helicopters. Well, they have the helicopters, but... Orcs have the helicopters. No, the Storm Boys. Yeah. Oh, I guess Storm Boys pretty good, too. Yeah, yeah there too. you go. There you uh, go. Guard does have some planes... But you know they're not taking. Planes. Yeah, but they're but the they're minus one. You're gonna fail against this guard, but you're gonna see. Yeah, you're gonna see guard, but they're gonna have guard mixed with something. You're gonna see Celestine, mm. right? You're gonna see something that has Fuck fly that mixed. Because guard by itself, like now in the meta, you don't see guard just like by itself. It's yeah, guard it's with mortars something. with something else. <laughs> right, it's mortars. Right? Yeah, something that has fly. Right, so you're gonna see fly in a competitive list. Right, maybe mm. game one you don't see fly. Right, but the rest of your Tau Codex is gonna fuck up the rest of that that yeah. bottom table motherfucker. Right, he's gonna be he's gonna be losing his games. He's gonna go one and four. Mm-hmm. Right? Are you saying Tau's gonna be on the bottom tables? No, no, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like fucked up. Yes, <laughs> yeah, fuck those motherfuckers. If I have but, something to do with it, they will be at the bottom tables. But you're gonna see fly. Yes, any good list is gonna have fly. And if you don't take two points on that that one model, it's already a hundred what hundred and forty some odd points. Yeah, it's two points on a hundred and forty. And, I mean, and, and it's not even two percent of the model's cost. Take exactly, the fucking fly shooter. Exactly. And if you're playing against a guard army or whatever that doesn't have fly, oh well. Fuck those motherfuckers. You're gonna beat them anyway. Oh well. As long as you hit them, they'll die. So it yeah, doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. So the last unit I want to talk about that I really like in this codex is a crisis bomb. And it one unit of crisis suits you can take between three to nine suits. And you kit the fuck out of unit. This is going to be as close as you're going to get to a Spend Death all the Star. points. Spend all the this points. This is going to be as close as you get to a Death Star in the Tau Army. How many, uh, how many uh, suits are you using in your list? So, Or the, for that. my The list I'm going to start testing with only has six because each They're individual expensive. suit is almost 100 points. Yeah. Right? And and the way I'm running them right now, so the, the squad, if you kit it out for 
completely balls to the wall offense, right? And it can the, the the best weapon I think to suit a crisis bomb is the cyclic ion blaster. It's yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Um, if you overcharge it, it's strength eight minus one d three damage, and a, a roll of a one. Kind of like with the plasma, it's a mortal wound. It's just a mortal wound, though. It's not like um, yeah, kills kill. It. It's yeah, a mortal no, it's not wound. that. That's but fantastic. You yeah. can take at at what it's three shots per gun, right? You can put three of these on a crisis suit. It's balls deep, good. Yeah, that is nine shots, strength eight minus one, d three damage. Now I'm not done yet, right? So you can take up to nine crisis suits. Granted, this loadout is like ninety three points. It's not cheap, right? So you've got to be able to, and it's only. It's expensive. That's like five hundred something. Eight hundred. Close to, close to eight hundred fifty so, points well, if, for, for a nine man. If you unit. do the nine man, but you, he said he's doing a six man. So I'm doing a six man, so I'll bring it up in just a if second. If you kit it out, it's like eight hundred and fifty and sixty points. So if it's uh, a nine, nine man, man. And, right? And and the problem with that is you're gonna come in, you're gonna blow away anything within eighteen inches. You're gonna piece blow of the fuck cake. out of it. You're gonna take right? a load deep in the throat. Yeah. And, and then you, you use a stratagem to fade away. Uh, no, no. It's only on crisis commanders. Oh fuck me! Yes, oh, that's good to know. And it's—I think it's—I don't even think it's a stratagem. I think what you're hey. talking about is a relic. The, no, I'm pretty sure it's a stratagem. A they can relic. shoot and move. There is a relic for sure. Come on, Keith! I, we about. brought you Hang here, on. so you know what the on. fuck you're talking about. Jesus Christ! And you have to always so, have to look at the goddamn book. I know, but what I know the fuck? There is a relic because I was going to talk about the there relic. There is a relic. There's a Tau relic. That's only commands. I know about that one. I like that one. I know about that one. But I'm pretty sure there's a fucking. Command point. There's somebody out there. There's fucking uh, Jeff out there. Who's who's our guy that talks shit? Which guy? Love and, talk shit. No, I know, but fucking the guy in the comments. What's what it? What do we call him? Who do we call him? Carl. Carl. There's a Carl out there. Carl. Fucking Carl! telling you. Telling we got Jared straight out there, like there commenting on everything no we stratagem. do. There is no stratagem that lets a crisis suit unit move after it shoots. Are you continue? Give him his book. All right. So he's taking your book away. I know, I know. He can look and he'll know I'm right. Your safety net. Yes. So your trapeze within a net. I know. So the problem with the crisis bomb is it's really expensive. It's going to come in. It's going to blow its load. You can combo it pretty well. So this is what stacks with the crisis bomb. Um, If you take it in the far side enclaves, there is a a stratagem that gives them plus one to hit the turn that they come in from deep strike. So now these crisis suits are hitting on threes. Otherwise, you can stack with it. Um, There's a a uh, stratagem that lets you ignore cover if you need to. If you're shooting at something in cover, you can ignore that other plus one. Um, there's the command and control node. This one is a little bit rough to use because you have to sacrifice a command suit's shooting, but it allows the target unit. Okay, motherfucker. Right here. Called, called strike and fade. Strike and fade? Let me see. For one command okay. point. Wait, wait, uh, motherfucker. Wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. Okay. All right. But there's a caveat, though. Get there's it. a caveat. All right. Get it. Who can use it? Get it. Uh, Stupid name number three. Dalith? Dalith. <laughs> so, so, yes, there is. I'm Okay, so technically. So I'm wrong, half right. And you're half wrong. And I'm half right and half wrong. Yes, I'll take that. It's whatever. It's so, fine. but Dalith. So everyone's again. disappointed. Exactly. Everybody. Everybody's disappointed. <laughs> Nobody got the extra six inches they wanted no today. One load. <laughs> no one came. So. God damn it. Took um, this Viagra for nothing. God damn it. But the command and control node sacrifices a, a commander's battlesuit shooting to allow a friendly unit, battlesuit unit, to reroll failed to wound. 
So now that motherfucking unit that's shooting a shit ton of strength eight minus one uh, D3 variable damage is rerolling to wound. That gets pretty nasty pretty quick. Yep, so, yep, yep. but again, so instead of nine, you have eight units, eight guys shooting, or which, nine, whatever you're taking, right? right. right yeah, yeah. That rerolling failed to. But aren't you? But aren't you worried about that being assaulted? And, and see that's where you start thinking about because it's an expensive unit that just blew its wad, right? It killed everything within 18 inches, uh, unless 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 you use the stealth suit and the um, homing it beacon. Came, it went limp. It's done. Yeah, and and, and it's an expensive unit to throw. How much limp. pregnancy happened between coming and going limp? Morning after pill. Yeah. So here's why I only went with um, the the six man unit. I went with. If if you've got something that can counter it well and just shoot it to piss or assault it to piss, then you just lost a very expensive unit. So how do you protect it? How do you minimize that loss? Um, you can take... Not play towel. Uh, <laughs> I mean, with the exception of that, right? There are ways to mitigate damage you take. So shield drones, right? You can take uh, shield drones with the squad that deep strikes with it. Um, it becomes a separate unit, but then they get that mortal wound kind of nonsense, right? They mm-hmm. they throw off a any any failed save on a two up goes to the drone instead, and when it's a shield drone, they got a feel of pain against that mortal wound. Now, there's something in case you have not played Tau at all in this edition, if that suit, if that unit fails a wound, it doesn't matter how much damage it actually does; it could do twenty fucking damage with that one failed save. One million. It is one mortal wound that gets chucked to the drone. And they got a five up final pain against that one mortal wound. That's pretty good. Ten points apiece. Does and that work in close combat? Uh I think so. I think so. I'm gonna go ahead and so look. Might, just double check, look but I'm pretty book. sure it's any any he's, he's gonna allow you to look. He, you I'm gonna look? I'm gonna allow you to take a lifeline. I don't know where the fu- I don't know where the fuck it's at. You, you might want to fucking fast attack slot to where the rest of the drones are. Yeah, I, I get us. you needed. We're not gonna I, touch that book. It burns us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Alex handed me his book. His book. I'm like, oh god, it burns us. Save your protocols. If sept, uh, this is in brackets, sept infantry or sept battle suit unit is within three inches of a friendly sept drones unit, it is. Uh, fuck, I'm already fucking beer, right? All right. Wow. If a friendly sept drone is wounded by an enemy attack, roll a d6. On a two plus, you can allocate that wound to the drone unit instead of the target. Okay, so they can do it in close combat, but it's very, 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 very fucking important. Important. I can't talk because multiple beers. <laughs> uh, that it has to be the same sept. Yes, but 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 you can take drones with the squad. If I'm an assault army and I'm assaulting both. Right, because it's within three inches, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. If I assault both, I'm attacking the drones first. Oh, don't get me wrong. There are ways to mitigate and play with this. Yeah, I assault the drones first. I There's kill always the dr- a way to play with it As first. an Eldar player, so, if I saw drones. Yeah. So I kill the drones first. Oh, great. Those three drones are dead. Fantastic. Okay, now all the other gene stealers are putting all their rip, you know, the rending claws on said. That's why I'm not done with the crisis bomb. Yeah. Right. So, but the last sentence I want to talk to you guys about, right? Because he's not done. Finished up. If you do, this is still talking about the drones. If you do chuck the wound over, the drone unit suffers a mortal wound instead of the normal damage. 
I wanted just wanted to round it off because the rest of the paragraph just says damage, right? So right. It, again, just one wound. So the crisis bomb itself, um, again, you, you got to assume that somehow the your opponent can kill those drones. Uh, ideally, you could probably stick them out of line of sight somehow, but still close enough to the battle suits that they can benefit. But if they've got mortars or something else, can deal with the drones before they shoot the crisis suits. You got to have a backup plan. So I don't even um, think about shooting. I think about assaulting. Like we were talking about, like we asked, yeah, like, is well, that- yeah, because you're fucking tearing it, right? Well, even after that, so say like you put them out of line of sight, right? <laughs> so I shoot, let's say a flying hive turn, mm-hmm. right? I shoot at the commander who's out in the open, but the drone is in cover three inches, right? You put the you chuck the wounds off on them, right? That's exactly what I want you to do. Oh, exactly yeah. what I want you to and do. Don't get me wrong. I mean, okay, so here, so but first you got to fail the wound, right? So right. this is how I'm kidding out my my squad, right? So I'm gonna have four of the crisis suits with three cyclic iron blasters each because it's a. I already mentioned it's an awesome weapon system, um, and it it's going to blow shit away. The other two crisis suits, I made them cheap. I gave them two burst cannons apiece to help with my anti infantry, since that's kind of where the meta is going. Right, that gives them eight shrink five shots each, and if they're deep striking, they're plus one to hit. I'm also giving them a shield generator for a bin bowl. If I'm getting hit by something that's got a, a fair amount of AP, they're taking it first. They've got their invul, and then if they fail, they chuck it to a drone. Yeah, see, that's, that's the one thing that's unique about them is that you get your save first, and then you and then it. you're like, okay, two plus. Yep. Which that, is a nerf from what it used to be because it used to be it's automatic. It's too feel no pain. Uh, no, it essentially for, is because the, the drone for the, is, for the crisis suit. Yes, yeah, it is a two-up because the pain. drone is not the thing that's it's a shield drone, right? Yeah, the drone is not the thing that's doing the damage. It's the crisis suit. So we're, yeah. we're in the defensive position this morning. We're we're not in my turn, right? It, it's a free two-up feel no pain. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a mortal wound on a shield drone. Fuck that shield drone. Ten Fuck points. it in its ear. Fuck it in its other ear. Yep. Right? I want to protect the command. Fuck it through the ear. Through the ear. Good audio, <laughs> both ends. Yeah. Right? As a stereo. Same it's audio in <laughs> it's stereo. stereo. <laughs> what about Dixon stereo? <laughs> Just let you know. I've thought of You're a towel audio. player, so you're the only one that I I've thought of the launchers, right? I thought about ears. I've thought of this a lot. Okay, <laughs> earwax is like that. That does it for me, right? That's that's lubrication. Earwax is pretty warm. <laughs> earwax is pretty warm. <laughs> but anyway, this is it's a bullshit. It's ten points. It's a free feel yep. no pain. Yep. Yeah, you get two up. You're gonna roll some ones in. It's gonna happen. So now the counterplay, right, is right. to shoot the drones first. I know sure. when I was playing, and that's what I said. It's like. Yeah, I kill the drones first, and then I kill the fuck out of the crisis suit, right? Yep. But it's 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 a two up, feel no pain. Did you pay ten points for? I would gladly pay ten points for a two up, feel no pain. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's good defensively. Everyone thinks about offense first, but I've heard Ray and I've been on the show for thirty four episodes now talk about defense and how survivability longevity making mm-hmm. it to turn three or turn four is what wins you know yeah you're gonna win the game in turn three and you turn one and turn two but surviving to turn three is what matters most and when yep. you drop those commanders and when they drop down turn two they get the shit shot out of them will they make it to turn three yep and with you what know? you and what you just said uh surviving to turn four turn six is actually more important now that 
chess clocks are actually being implemented. Yeah. Because it's no longer playing an Eldar list. I'm like, we'll probably get to turn four when I play my counter, right? And you're playing mass spam horde units. And you're playing Eldar. Because we'll probably get to turn three, turn four. As long as I'm winning by turn three, turn four, I win. Yep. But if it's like we're playing chess clock and I got to count to make it to turn six... I got to make sure I still have fucking units on the fucking board. Yeah. On turn fucking four, five, and six. And, and that comes into the factor of uh, judging how good your list is. So the last thing I do to this unit to boost its survivability is one suit in the squad can take the Iridium armor. It's a 15-point upgrade for a two-up armor. If you need to and you're facing a fair amount of AP shooting, you throw that unit in cover and now you've got a one-up save on at least one, one unit. So you can pick, assuming nobody takes a wound yet, you can pick which defensive suit takes the wound. Do you put it on the effective one-up armor save crisis suit? Or do you check it on the guy with the four-up invul? So, How do you get a one-up armor? Well, effective one-up. I mean, it's it's a two-up armor. If you put them in cover... Are they infantry? They're not, but you can still put them in. Very, very fucking important. I know it is important. No, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not saying to counteract your deploy. I'm just saying for our listeners. True. Like you got to remember that the suits are not infantry. It, they don't just land in terrain and get fucking plus one. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. They have to be fifty percent ob- uh, obscured by terrain. So I mean, I I thought they were infantry going into this, and now that you said that, like you know, the commanders, the broadsides. The fucking the they're just too big. The suits, like they they cannot just land in terrain mm-hmm. and be a, a one up or a two up save. And since you can't, well, the lith can move, but since anybody else, like you're likely to take this squad as far sight anyways because you get that plus one to hit stratagem. Yeah, um, you're. I mean, you could take the lith. You could take them to lith and you move them, but I mean, it's up to you, Alex. You're wrong. 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 <laughs> Do we want to take a break? Because I really got to be. I got to piss like a motherfucker, actually, too. we got food here. Oh, fuck my. King. Fuck me. I just tamed fucking Australian. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what the fuck that came from. Baby. Baby. man. So he became Australian. So we're going to take a break. And we'll be back with some more fucking cow. Another edition of the Veteran Gamer Reenlisted. Um, be on the lookout, of course, for the second half of this episode next week. As of course, always, I am your host, Andy. Um, I am not currently joined my best friend Ray. <laughs> so, as always, until next time, ladies, drink up. Mm-hmm.